Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. As always, my name is Adam. I'm Joe. And I'm Johnny. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock. Really? In the middle, I, I paused for so long to wait for all the cars to go by. And right as I'm about to finish the intro, I don't know if you guys could hear that, but it was in louder than normal car. But we're still guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. Gentlemen, Welcome. This is officially the first episode of year three of the Broke Clock Podcast, so oh. happy birthday, hey. us. Uh, aren't we missing somebody? I'm what? pretty sure we were supposed to have a special guest on this week. Mm, no? Somebody, like, backpack kid? Oh. <laughs> yeah, someone reached out on Twitter saying that he uh, he agreed to be on the podcast. No idea who that is. Uh, then saw that he agreed to be on several different podcasts and called it networking. Um <laughs> That's uh, uh, that's what I assumed when I saw that. Oh yeah, I knew it was just. I was like, oh, he must just have typed in podcast into Twitter yeah. and then just sent that to every single podcast, yeah, which is fine. I mean, he's trying, good for him. But yeah, not not gonna be on it. I even tried to play along and be like, who did you talk to? Knowing full well that it would have only been me uh, that would have talked to anybody about appearing on this, and I certainly didn't do so. so. Did you ever get a response to that? Yeah, and oh, well, he just was like. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. What What were you going to talk about? Like, what do you have to bring to the table? I was just find it funny because he said, like, I was told by a representative yeah. of the Gamescast like, that uh-huh. I would be appearing on it. Yeah. Sure you were. I'm the representative of the <laughs> Gamescast. Peek behind the curtain. I run the Twitter. So anybody would have just been me. I'm the representative. I mean, I guess you guys could have had a friend that, you know, you invited. That would have been a thing. But I asked you all and you said, no, I have no idea who this is. So... <laughs> Therefore, I know for a fact that a representative did not reach out to him. Though I'll talk to Maggie. I think she she handles the books. So we'll, we'll see what, what her deal is if she talked to him or not. Maggie doesn't exist. Oh. Yeah. But That's no, yeah. His other name. Year three. We, we've officially entered that. Tuesday was our two-year anniversary to the day of the first games cast. So we've come a long way. The first John. official one, right? Yeah. The first of what would be the weekly episodes mm. was that uh, was then. We've had, we've had guests. We've had... Uh, John, come on full time. We had the we had the main event show to the feed. We had guests on the main event show. We've had you know all kinds of things. So we're we're really cooking. Year three. It's gonna be a big year. I can already feel it. It's gonna be huge. Yeah. I don't know why. Just, we're gonna have backpack kid. That's right. He's gonna take care of things for us. That's how we're gonna start it. He's gonna be our voice on the street. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He can carry the recording equipment in his backpack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gonna be good. Uh, also, happy early Mario Day or belated. Mario Day, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, because Sunday is Mario Day. So get excited for all what, kinds of Mario sales and makes, Switch bundles. What makes it Mario Day? Uh, because it is March the 10th, so Mar-10, Mario. Ah, okay. I knew there had to be some sort of, Very like, clever. May the 4th be with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yep. So uh, there's all kinds of Switch bundles and deals going on. It's like 50% off digital yeah. Mario games, but like, yeah. I own them all already, so... I guess I could have waited to buy New Super Mario Bros. U because I haven't really played it since it came out. True. So that would have been a good savings of, you know, 20 or 30 bucks. But, I don't know, it is what it is. So happy early or late Mario Day to everybody. I hope you celebrated with Italian... Mario. You're wearing a mustache all day and yes. eating pasta and mushrooms and... Plungered your toilet. Mm, yeah, just did natural plumbing things around the house. Or yeah. became a doctor for a day. Went and just started throwing pipes. pills at everybody. Yeah, go play some soccer. Threw your go hat play some at baseball. somebody. Throw your hat at somebody. Play some tennis. Play some board games. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Other things that he's All the things that Mario does. Punch some plants. Race some yep. golf carts. Stomped on some turtles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope you kicked all of the turtles oh, yeah. away. <laughs> Go uh, get high on some mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just natural Mario things. That's all I'm going to celebrate tomorrow. I'm going to get high on mushrooms and kick turtles. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they exist or they're just in my mind, who knows? We'll, we'll see what the police say if they catch me. <laughs> either way uh but we're not getting high and kicking turtles we're playing video games so joe what did you play this week uh this week i went a a tad bit overboard in terms of purchases i bought a whole fuck ton of stuff you you you're always so frugal and you never ever spend money on things that you're not gonna play immediately like all of those nes games yeah i went really overboard this week oh boy (laughs) and bought a whole bunch of things a lot of stuff for the switch i was in very i'm going on vacation in a week Ah, so, so this is the natural, you build up the portable library that you will then not play a single thing right. on. Right, you're going yeah, exactly. to get all stoked for it, and then you're going to bring your Switch, and you're going to turn never, it it's, It happens literally every time I go anywhere on vacation. Yeah, yeah same. Um, I always so. get geared up. 3DS gets loaded, the Vita gets loaded, the Switch gets loaded with all the things that I've been really putting off and meaning to play, and then... You know, it's vacation, so you don't play any of it because you, you could do that when you get home. And these are things you can only do on vacation. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this week I bought... Uh, I'm going to run through the, wrist, the, the list really quick. Run through the wrist? Uh, this week I bought... Don't uh, say it like that. That sounds really offensive and racist. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's what Joe said, but when you when you actually say it, it sounds way worse. Uh, okay. Uh, for the Switch, I bought Golf Story, uh, Azure Striker, Gunvolt Striker Pack... Uh, a physical copy of Dead Cells because I had a digital copy of it. Uh, a physical copy of The End is Nigh because I had a digital copy of it. Now, wait. Do you have these digital copies on the Switch? Yes. yes. What are you doing? <laughs> I like owning things. I know. You See, do. that's the problem with the Switch is that they always put out a game and then like three months later they put out a physical copy for it. And I go, oh, well, I would have bought the physical copy if I had known they were going to do that. Mm. But that's uh, the thing you don't because these are indie games. These are smaller, limited release physical versions you're talking about, right? Uh, not really. Not, not Dead Cells and the NSNI. Uh, no. Golf Story was a limited run uh, mm. release. But it's not really limited run. It's just by limited run games. Yeah, and yeah. It's only yeah. at Best Buy right now. Yeah. But it, uh, that, it came out like two years after the physical right. or yeah. the digital release of it. Well, and the limited run was a limited run yeah, yeah. copy of it. But now you can buy it with a different box art at Best Buy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I bought a copy of Pokemon Let's Go Eevee because I wanted the steelbook case for it. Did it work? Where you the second you scan in the steelbook, the steelbook is free. It yes. did, but yeah. it was also still forty dollars individually. Well, yeah. yeah Everything else, but there was a bunch of other yeah, like cases, there was, and they were ten to fifteen dollars. Yeah, there was a Crackdown three and an uh, uh, Anthem Anthem case, and they were yeah. fifteen bucks a piece. And then we were like, asked the guy, and we're like, hey, can you scan this and just make sure how much it is? And he's like, yeah, it's forty bucks. Yeah, and we're like, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> Uh, but I still wanted the steelbook case. And I wanted a copy of Pokemon Let's Go Eevee because I buy every other Pokemon games. I yeah. only bought the Pikachu at the time. So I was like, I'll get it eventually. So I might as well get it and get the steelbook because yeah. it's a Pokemon game. So it's never going to go down in price. No. Uh, and then uh, digitally, because there is no physical copy or physical release of this, uh, I bought uh, Lumina's Remastered on the Switch. And then on the Wii U, I bought a copy of the game Wait, Earth. Wait, hold on. On the Wii U? Why are you buying, yes. You're buying games on the Wii U now? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, I, on the Wii U because I found out, I didn't know that this had happened because I kind of just tuned the Wii U out when it came out. Naturally so. Yeah. Um, that they released Mother 1, the original Famicom, like the NES mm-hmm. first version of it. They released that on the Switch, or on the Wii U uh, as Earthbound Beginnings. They just changed the name from Mother so that it's like, 
Because you know the name Earthbound. The fucking names of things all the time. Well, but you know the name Earthbound over here, so you might as well tie it all together. Like if you just released it as Mother, m- most people wouldn't know. Maybe, yeah. but I feel like anybody that would buy that game knows the history and the naming conventions. So yeah, you're just being like, stupid. Now. Anyone that plays Earthbound knows that Earthbound was Mother. Probably, yeah, because it's not like a mainstream game, so yeah. you would know the history of it. Although maybe there's like people that like Smash Brothers, and they're like, "Oh, it's that game with Ness in it." I guess. Hmm. Uh, so I didn't know that that got released. It's the only time it has ever been released in America. So I bought that because I was like, oh, okay, I'll, like, I'll, I can just play it on that, like the official translation. Now, you know, you can't take the Wii U game tablet with you on the go, right? I know. That's okay. The only thing just making sucks. sure. This this isn't being part of your portable system thing. Yeah. Uh, on the 3DS, I picked up uh, Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn, which came out on Friday, uh, as well as Kirby's Battle Royale because it was on sale at Best Buy. So I was just like, yeah, I'm buying one Kirby game. Might as well buy the other one because it's on sale. Sure. Um, and I also bought a copy of Earthbound on the 3DS because I was like, and then I'll just play the official Earthbound release. Uh, on the Joe's S- never going to play these. No, of course not. I'm playing Earthbound 3. Yeah, you said you were going to beat it two weeks ago. <laughs> no, you said I was going to beat it two weeks ago. No, I'm pretty sure. I said there's no way in hell I'm going to beat I'm this I'm pretty sure two you weeks. said that you were going to beat it and come back and tell us. I know else. I said this last week, but I'll check the tape. I'm not going to check the tape. We're also not recording on tape. We are recording on tape. Don't you dare. You don't know. You don't That's know what's a, over here behind the desk. This is not a real reel? It's, it is. It's a, The reel to reel is in here. It's inside the know. desk. That's why you guys can't see it. So you don't know what happens in the... Retro techno fitted? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, retro on the inside, but made to look, uh, you know, yes. technological on the inside? Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, other stuff I bought. Um, I bought a copy of Jamit for the... Uh, Sega Genesis, Genesis yeah. God damn it, which God. is a two, like a one-on-one basketball game. Sick. That I was like, okay, this looks stupid. I'll buy that. Does Using it have the, like pre-rendered like Mortal Kombat sprite? Yeah, yeah. People. Does it have real basketball players in it? No, it's no. just like street basketball. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was one of those like Larry Bird versus Magic Johnson kind of things where it's just got two no. basketball players. No, that it's you like know that one-on-one street hockey game that also had fake people in it that like was pre-rendered graphics as well. Gotcha. And I bought a boxed copy of. Um, Star Wars Episode One Racer for the Nintendo sixty four. Sick Pod Racer. Uh, I think it's just called Racer. It's got, yeah, it's Star Wars Episode One Racer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I bought a Japanese Game Gear game, which I didn't know existed. It's a it's a Lunar game that was released on Game Gear in Japan that I did not know existed. I'm a big hmm. fan of the Lunar series, so I was like, oh, all right, I'll just buy a copy of that. I'm not gonna be able to play it, but. Sure, why not? I'll add it to the collection. It was like a, an original Japanese boxed version of it. It's called Lunar Senpasuru Gaikun? Ga- Gakuin? Yep. It definitely is. It's definitely not any other thing that it could be. <laughs> it's definitely that. It's uh-huh. the proper pron- pronunciation. Don't at us. Yep. Uh, and then for the Xbox One, uh, I didn't technically buy this, but Just Cause 4 came out on uh, part of the Games Pass. Yep. So I was like, all right, I'll download that because I still have my Games Pass from when I signed up for uh, Crackdown. Uh, and I picked up Devil May Cry 5, okay. which came out on Friday. Now, did you play any of those games? Yes. So I played Azure Striker Gunvolt Striker Pack, which is a collection of two 3DS games that came out, bundled together with like some updated stuff to make it more compatible for the Switch, like uh, the aspect ratio and resolution and all that stuff. Um, it's, a, screen. it's a pretty good game. Um, it's by Inti Creates, the same people that did the, did the like Mega, Mega Man Zero games mm-hmm. on the Game Boy um it's essentially kind of like a Mega Man type game it, it plays 
just like that, but with some more like RPG elements and the um, and like a weird kind of gameplay mechanic where so you have a gun that is it's called Gunvolt. Your guy uh, has a gun that just kind of shoots like metal like spikes, mm-hmm. uh, and then he has electricity powers. So like the way the combat kind of works is you shoot the metal spikes into enemies, and then you use your electricity power to like shoot into the spikes. Making electricity. the Gunvolt. Yes. Gotcha. So like you run around, like you shoot the enemies, and then like you do like a Kamehameha style like charge up thing where you shoot electricity all over the place, mm-hmm. and the more like spikes you shoot into the enemies, the more electricity. Electricity hits them and kills them. It like, deals damage to them. Um, it's an interesting idea. It just kind of like slows down the action of the game because it's like you're like running around. And you're like shoot, 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 and then just stand still and go ah. <laughs> That's my. You're the up best voice actor ever. Yes. Ah, ah, electricity. Ah. I'm shooting you. Um, I love the pose too. Yeah, like, I, I actually did see. be like charge up. Yeah, but he's got like it's like he's flexing, but nobody here cares. Or ripping. Up. Yeah, because <laughs> like, no, that's how they power up in Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. So imagine that if you've seen Dragon Ball, but just way worse. Yeah, and lame. And Joe. And Joe, and Joe. <laughs> which you've also never seen. Yeah, which is worse and lame. <laughs> so much worse than lame. <laughs> Uh, so it, like, slows down the action of the game. Like, imagine if, like, every time you shot an enemy in Mega Man, you had to, like, stand still for three seconds to kill him. That would be, that would be awful. Yeah. So, like, I like a lot of aspects of the game, but that just kind of, like, is, uh, is a, just kind of ruins it. You can, like, you can, when you shoot them with the spikes, it does damage them, and if you want, you can just run around and shoot them with yeah. the spikes and, like play the game like that and it feels more like a Mega Man game but it takes longer to kill the enemies at that point so it's just like uh, I get what you're doing like you're trying to do like a twist on the formula it's just not a twist that works very well yeah it could work better yeah like the twist is a good idea but just do it do it better yeah um uh, I also played uh, some of Golf Story mm-hmm. which is really really good yeah I've I com- heard nothing but great things I, I just com- never bought it I completely missed out on it. I didn't know it existed until I found out about the like limited run oh, really? uh, Best Buy release. Huh. Uh, yeah, never heard anything about it. Um, it's uh, a, a golf RPG. Yeah, like, it's, it's like Mario Golf on the Game Boy. Yeah, it's, it's like the um, Mario Golf to Wargroove kind of thing, whereas like Advanced War or Wargroove is the Advanced remake Wars. of Advanced Wars. Or Famicom Wars. Or yeah. Whatever. And then Golf Story is like the unofficial remake of like the Mario Golf games, mm-hmm. um, but with a hell of a lot more charm of its own, and like it more uh, more effort into like the RPG aspects. Uh, it's incredibly funny. It's very standard in the terms of like how a golf game is played, where it's just like you know you press a ball and then it goes to the yeah. bar goes and then you like try and hit the sweet spot and then go back and hit like the accuracy thing. Yep. Works exactly like pretty much every RP or every like kind of golf game setup. Yeah. Arcade. Standard, standard like golf game setup. Yeah, arcadey golf game. Yeah. Where it's not like Tiger Woods where you've got the right joystick and, and all that stuff. Yeah, but like the characters are really charming. The uh, spray animation is, you know, adorable. Um, it has a great sense of humor to it. Uh, so like if you like golf games in general, this is still a good one to play. Mm-hmm. It's not to be taken seriously. Like, the, the actual, like, kind of golf game parts come very rarely, and most of the time it's, like, 
weird little mini games that you got to do. Like it's the kind of thing where like you walk around, you know, instead of a town, it's a golf course. Yeah. You like walk around, you talk to people and they're like, Oh, my son, like he's, you know, sitting in a raft out on the lake and I can't get him to come back. So you like got to hit the kid with a golf ball to get him to come back. I was going to say, I hope that's what happens where you have to hit the kid with the golf ball. <laughs> yes, you do. And then he complains about how his head is tilted the wrong way now. Well, shouldn't have been on that All boat because like of your jackass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, there's like little things where like, you can just drop your golf ball at any point you want and swing. That's how I play golf normally. Yeah. So, like, it's the kind of thing where there's, like, you know, buttons will be hidden around the golf course. And you got to, like, find the buttons and hit them with the golf ball. But they're, like, on the other side of trees. So you got to, like, hit them over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of, like, really quirky thing. Like, disc golfers are, like, the gang. Like, the thugs of the, the golf world kind of thing. Where they're just, like, sitting around going, like, hey, old man, playing your stupid stick golf. Like, yeah. why don't you be cool and play disc golf? Don't you dare call it a frisbee. <laughs> Yeah, as a person who who is in both of those worlds, both the golf and disc golf world, I can 100% attest that that's how they are. <laughs> they're either too high and talking about the Grateful Dead, or they're just assholes. <laughs> but yeah, those old people with their stick golf really got to move things along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, for some reason the mini golf people are like it's the super exclusive. They got like bouncers standing out in front of the. Uh, mini golf course and you got to prove that you're good enough before you can go in there kind of thing sweet yeah uh it's it's really really good i i wholly recommend it i can't believe i completely missed out on it for two years game came out in 2017 yeah i'm surprised you hadn't i mean it came out i think within the first couple months of the switch coming out so i think it was one of those like we were still playing zelda and we were playing high on all the other stuff splatoon or mario kart like all the other stuff that came out that first year where it was like, okay, yeah, we just you missed it because it's digital only. They don't advertise the same way. Like, I yeah. knew other people that bought it. That's why I knew about it. But I was just like, eh, I'll I'll get around to it, and then just never did. Yeah, um, I played uh, some of Blue Manager Mastered, which is another one that I did, like. I missed out that that came out on the Switch, mm-hmm. and um, I played that at PAX last year. I was like. I'm still like you know riding high on the Tetris 99 thing, and I was mm-hmm. like, I like puzzle games. And then somebody said online, they're like, Oh yeah, I've been playing Tetris. There are Luminas on the Switch. And I was like, Whoa, wait, what? There was a Luminas on the Switch, mm-hmm. uh, and I haven't played it since the PSP era, which was a launch game for PSP. Yeah, um, you didn't play on the 360 when it came out. I don't remember. Maybe I did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. I probably did. Uh, so I'm a liar then. But, I mean, it came out like two years after that, so... Yeah, and that was still a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I forgot how fucking great that game is. How, like, easy it is to be completely sucked into it. Mm-hmm. It is the kind of thing where, like, you start playing it and then, like, all of a sudden two hours has passed and you're just, like... Because it's, like, not difficult and it's so soothing that, like, you can just play it and play it and play it and play it and play it. Just get sucked into, like, the music and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, like, it's not, like... Tetris, where like it gets faster and it gets more hectic, you just kind of like groove with it, and yeah, it, it's really good. I was like really, really glad to play that again. Uh, and then the the big thing was definitely Cry Five. Uh, I didn't get a huge chance to play it, uh, pretty much just because John had to push the podcast back an hour. I was like, oh, well, I got an hour to play Devil May Cry now because it just I, came out yesterday. So. And I worked two double shifts th- uh, the last two days, so I didn't have time to like play it when it came out on on Friday. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I started up, uh, I played the demo for it and I wasn't actually like too keen on the demo when I played it. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. And I, I think it was maybe the, like the dropped in the middle, like you don't know what's going on mm. things are just kind of happening. Once I like actually, you know, understood what was happening and I like, I went through the little like starter areas. 
I, I was a lot more interested in what's going on, but like I said, I only had like 45 minutes to play, and like a lot of it is cutscenes in the beginning. Yeah. Because they like love the ridiculous over the top cutscenes. Yeah, you gotta set up the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I enjoyed what I played from the actual game more than I did from the demo from what I played. Have you gotten to the point where the demo starts? Not yet. So it's at least set far enough past. Because I know like in the demo, you meet the chick in the car for the first time at least, or in the, in the van. No, you, uh, you meet her earlier. Like she's just with you at the beginning of the game. No. Yeah. I've seen nothing but good things. Like uh, all the, the reviews, reviews have this been week. Great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It made me way more interested in it because like I've played Devil May Cry games in the past, but it was never a franchise that like I gave a shit about. But the fact that this is stellar reviews across the board from every outlet I've seen post them so far makes me be like, all right, well, I might give it another shot. Yeah. yeah. Get back into it. Just it, for something to have fun with, not because like I need to you know, continue with this epic story that I've been following for four other games. Yeah, I think it's kind of like along the lines of what I felt with Resident Evil, like the Resident Evil 2 remake, mm-hmm. where like, uh, I kind of just, what I liked about the Resident Evil 2 game was it wasn't like an overly difficult game. It was a short game. It was just kind of like something that you could just sit in and like plow through it really quickly. There's something about like a, a short game that you can like play multiple times that I really like. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling like this one's the kind of same thing where, like, it's designed to be played multiple times. You know, like, right on the main menu, it's like, would you like to you know, replay levels and, like, go through and, like, try and get a better score and yeah. stuff? So, like, a game like that, I feel like, uh, are, are games that I kind of enjoy where it's just like, yeah, it's just, like, played to try and get, the like, the best ranking I can kind of thing. It gives you a bit, like, a bit more of a goal than just playing the game. And it's something you can, like, really kind of piecemeal play. Now, are you paying attention to the story on this first playthrough, or you're still podcast in the background, YouTube? No, this one I'm actually paying attention okay, to. Cool. Yeah, be excited uh, to hear your thoughts once you played more of it. Yeah, there's a. I bought the like deluxe edition that came with a bunch of DLC stuff. Yeah, not the um, leather jacket edition. Not the leather jacket edition. Because if you did, I'd be really mad that you didn't wear it here today. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to wear it anyway. It wouldn't fit. No, but he would try, and that would be hilarious. Fat guy in a little coat. Yeah, well, let's not call him fat. He's oh. husky at best. <laughs> husky guy in a smaller coat. Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm broad. Yeah, that's what husky I'm, sizes I'm, are. Yeah. I describe myself as barrel chested. There's no I, barrels in your chest. Oh. Yeah. No. Keg chested? You don't drink. Yeah, but you don't drink. <laughs> that, so. I don't drink no. beer. No, but that's what. Yes, so two liter chested. Yeah. <laughs> Mountain dew chested. I was going to say dew chested. <laughs> but uh, the, in part of the DLC um, was are something you that. I, the DLC already? Uh, the, like the pre-order or the deluxe oh, okay. edition DLC. Gotcha. One of the one of the things of the deluxe edition DLC, like you get like a bunch of different like arms for the guy because he's got that like really robot arm. Yeah. Like one of them is the Mega Buster from Mega Man. Cool. Um, but one of the things is to replace the cutscenes with live action versions of the cutscenes. That sounds awesome. And it was the kind of thing where like I really was like I want to turn this on, but I was like oh, but I want to see like what the actual cutscenes are first. <sighs> And then, oh like, no, that sounds way better. I, well, I think on my second playthrough is when I'm going to turn that on. Well, yeah, you have to do it because I'm assuming it's just like the people point. in the um, like mocap suits yeah. doing the stuff. Oh, that's lame. I want them to be like in costume, like I, well, it's I the live I, action commercials. Or I whatever. don't, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. Ooh, I'm, I'm, like, this. I'm very tempted to, to see it though. I might like because, like I said, you can just go back and play any level at any time if you that's want. That's true. Maybe I'll just turn the those cutscenes on and like replay the level to see what happens. Yeah, there's just people in the mocap suit that's lame, but if it was like a whole live action Devil May Cry movie, that'd be fucking awesome. I don't know. I really liked watching the um like the mocap suit um Uncharted. Like they did that with Uncharted. 
I haven't seen that. That yeah. sounds cool. You could like, uh, it wasn't like you could replace them in the game, but like no. you could go, I think in the like, uh, special features yeah. of the Uncharted games, you can watch the, uh, mocaps. So it's like them like sitting in like a wooden, like cardboard cu- cut out of a Jeep, <laughs> like, you know, saying like, Oh no. And like reaching behind them and shooting and stuff. See, I like that as a vignette or like a behind the scenes video or a special feature on the disc. That's fine, but I wouldn't want that as a cutscene replacer. Mm. I would want a live action. Like, well, actually, thing, we like, tried. The, for this the is Devil May Cry. We're talking about. like the cutscenes are them like doing crazy slow mo flips over like a bunch of trucks as they explode all over the place, and they're like shooting bullets off of like signs, so they ricochet all around them in like a giant swirl before hitting all the enemies. Yeah, I want to see that in live action. I don't uh, know why. I don't know what you're you're trying to dissuade me from wanting to see that. You just I just don't know how cooler. you do that. Like you do any movie, you know. I guess a good point. You know, in the that Avengers, like they don't really to go do to that, space, though. right? I feel like that that's a little extra effort. Yeah. To put into that to completely recreate all the cutscenes. Yeah, but what a great what a great thing to do for your game is to go that that extra mile. Stop yeah. telling people to half ass it, Joe. I want them to go the extra mile. I want one hundred and ten percent out of Capcom. Looks like it's half and half. Mm. So like they're it's the mocap, but like they're kind of wearing similar clothing, and like the dude who has a robot arm has like a thing over his arm, but it's like very much just in the mocap scene, like. In the studio. And obviously, they're not going to like completely recreate weird European architecture streets for all these fights to happen. No. No, that'd be cool. He's got like a ghetto like version of his arm. Oh, that's pretty dope, actually. It looks like the arm from uh, Onimusha, though, instead. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. Well, we'll look forward to hearing more thoughts on that next week when you've played more than 45 minutes. Fine. We'll, uh, we'll I will be back in. I will be back in three weeks. weeks. Three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we'll get you on. Yeah. We'll figure it out. John, what'd you play this week? Uh, I played more of Near Automata. Mm-hmm. Joe, yeah. you want to give another shot at pronouncing that one? Automedia? Nope, wrong. Oh. Yep, that's nice how it's Yep. Uh, I played more of Near Automedia. Yep. Um, so like the the premise of the game is that like you're an AI, but you're also fighting other AIs, and the other AIs like are slowly speaking. AI, AI on AI crime. Well, mm-hmm. they're like they're like. Like trash can robots, like they look like trash let's cans. not let's not belittle them, okay? They're still robots, all right? Let's not call them trash robots. <laughs> so right? they look like trash. They have feelings, probably. Uh, and that's like what it is: is like they start talking, and like Two B is like trying to figure out whether or not to to kill them or not. And a mm-hmm. lot of them are like they're not deadly, so like you can just walk by them and it, it's fine. And so like I got to a point where I, I don't know mild spoilers. I mean, it's a game that's been out for over a year, yeah. so and well, it's been out for a long, long longer than that, but. I think it's been two or three, isn't it? Either way. So, like, you get to a point where, like, you enter in, like, a carnival world, and, like, they're all dressed up like clowns and stuff, and they're, like, shooting confetti in the air and marching down the streets <laughs> and stuff, and, and they're all, like, saying, like, Tanoshi, like, like, they're like, this is fun, and so I'm just like, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm just not gonna fight these guys, like, oh, they're, they're enjoying themselves, I'm just gonna let, let it happen, so, like, I got, like, past them, and you can, you can just walk through the whole area, and then you get to a like a point where you actually have to fight them. Like there's a giant tank that comes at you and he's like, yeah, we're not going to get through this area without killing the tank. Um, and then I fought like the fucking scariest boss I've fought in a long time. It's like this a giant scary clown. It's a giant woman. And she's got like a, a dress that has like other like animatronic people. So like they look like human beings, but they're not like the trash can robots and like their corpses like strapped along her skirt. 
And then she summons them down from, like, the sky, but they're, like, strapped to steel girder crosses. And it's, like, super... And she, like, screams and sings to you and stuff, and it's super fucking creepy. The whole time I was, like, shivering. I was just like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Um, Sounds like shit that would, would come out of, like, a Castlevania game. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It's very much like that. It's super creepy. Um, but I still like the... Like, the gameplay, like I was saying last week, is, like, a mixture between, like, an action game like a side-scrolling action game and like a bullet hell because at like one point when you're fighting her she like pulls up the bottom of like her her skirt's like 30 feet tall or something like that she like pulls up the bottom of it and it starts shooting out lasers but they start spinning in like slow like circles so it's like a bullet hell where you gotta like stay in the the trap and shoot her at the same time but then like the crucifix people are shooting you with waves to try and hack your body and if you get like touched by one of those it hacks you and you enter into this like little arcadey mini game where you got to shoot the like black parts of the the level like the, you know the small level that you're doing um to like get unhacked but every time I, I i had got hit like three times and every time it was a different type of game so that was kind of cool where it's like just kind of like splicing up different action mm-hmm. um but she's got a fucking shit out of that's, me that's kind of like a very japanesey thing like that's kind of what like yakuza is like too right like yakuza takes a whole bunch of things and just kind of mixes them together but it's not like in Yakuza, like, you have the choice to do those things. This is, like... It's just This the game. is in one battle. All of this shit's happening at the same time. Um, but also, like... I, so I was saying to Joe, like, I didn't know whether or not I wanted to play in English or in Japanese. Because, like, at, during action, people will be talking to you. And so, like, I'm trying to, like, read subtitles and, like, fight shit at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been doing it in Japanese just because, like, that's the way it was intended to be played. And there's, like, a little fishing minigame you can do. And it's not subtitled, but, like, I can understand enough of, like, the stuff that he, the little robot says. And at one point, you can fish in, like, a sewer. And he'll tell you, like, what you get when you catch it. But you just pull nothing but trash out of the <laughs> the sewer grate. So, like, the first thing I picked up, he was, like, he says, like, yatta. It's, like, yay. And then he just says, golmi, which is, like, yay, trash. And it was, like, a giant steel drum. I got, like, a tire at one point. I was just, like... <laughs> It's, but it's not subtitled, so it's, like, funny enough that, like, at least I can understand it. Um, but, like, I still am unsure of whether or not I should switch back. Because there was, like, a whole bunch of stuff the weird ballerina boss chick was saying that I couldn't understand. Like, I was too busy trying to bullet hell my way out of it that I couldn't see what she was saying. And that, at the end, like, the guy was like, oh, like, she was saying a lot of scary stuff. And I was like, sure. Was she? Oh. I don't, I don't fucking. That. I was trying to stay alive and not get hacked. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still really good. It's not what I was expecting, but that's a good thing. Yeah, it's I think a I put, like, surprise. Five hours into it, and it's like also incredibly heartfelt. Like, cause you you don't know whether or not you should kill these robots, cause mm-hmm. technically you're a robot as well, but like you're a more advanced robot. So it's like you're killing less advanced robots. And then at the end of this, like, you, there's one last guy, and he's just waving like a white flag, and he's like, "Follow me, and you can go to my village." And then like you follow him, two B, who's like the main character, and then there's nine S like who's her like tag along he's like saying like oh you can call me yes and she's like nah i'm good like she doesn't want to have anything to do with being like friends with anybody no um but then you get to the village and it's just like they're all like singing with to each other and you're like robots aren't supposed to sing so it's it's heartfelt and, and creepy and i don't know it's a more evoking of motions than i thought like scantily clad woman action game would be nice yeah but that's the only thing I played. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I Platinum South Park, Fractured the Hole. I know nice. I've been talking about going back and trying to do it. Uh, I played through a bunch of it after we recorded last week. 
uh, and then ended up platinuming it the rest of the. Did that include so the you beat Morgan Freeman? I did beat Morgan Freeman. No, I didn't. I just finished like the main. I had two trophies left, which was finish the game as a as a black character on the hardest difficulty, uh, which already like. The hardest difficulty is one He's thing, being... and then playing as a black character makes it even harder. Oh, I thought that it was, was the same thing. No, no, no. I thought you got less money. Well, it's like, and people treat you differently on the street and stuff like that. Like, there's other, it makes the game technically a little bit harder than just the combat being at the highest difficulty. Um, and then I had to be Morgan Freeman. But Morgan Freeman won't fight you if you're black. Yeah, so you beat the game, then you go and you change your race. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, you go to man. PC Principal. But he lets you change your race, mm-hmm. and then you go find Morgan Freeman, okay. uh, which was cool. So I got to, to beat the game again. The last couple of fights were really, really difficult. It took me a while to, to do them where I was mixing and matching different people and trying to figure out what was the best team to go with, making sure I had enough, you know, revived serums and, you know, things that remove negative status effects and all that stuff. So uh, now that I platinumed it, I'm going to go through and play all the DLC because I had bought the, like, digital deluxe, I think, at Black Friday, so go through and play all the DLC, which I didn't... And I know there's story DLC, too, so that'll be... Yeah, I think one of them is just, like, um, there's the Danger Room one, yep. which is just, I think, fights. Like, there's no real story to it. Yeah, it's, it's just the training simulator. Yeah, and then, like, the uh, Return to Casa Bonita yep. one is actual, like, story DLC. Yeah, yeah, So I'm, I'm excited to play the story DLC to get a little bit more out of it. Uh, but that was really all I played this week. Still, you know, I play a couple games of Apex here and there. Yeah. Uh, they reached 50 million players this week, which is pretty impressive. Uh, and I, Fortnite's still scrambling. Like they, I heard Fortnite rallied once um, the like season eight stuff. Yeah, well, anytime a new else. season comes out, they everyone gets back into it because they want to pay attention again. I also saw a thing that they're they might be introducing a respawn thing, like Apex Legends has. So that may come to Fortnite too. But mm-hmm. I mean, Apex Legends still killing it. It wasn't just like a week one or a two flash, flash in the, the pan. pan. Yeah. yeah, I saw a funny joke on the Apex Legends subreddit that said like. Uh, Respawn should do an April Fool's, Fool's joke for them by just including fall damage for just a day and just Ooh. watching everyone die over and over again. I mean, would you just <laughs> die when you enter the level? <laughs> well, no, because you no, because you, you got, got your like, little booster thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. you die the second you jump off of something that's high enough to kill you. Yeah, that but would be really funny. It would. I mean, like, there's no consequence there. It would just be a bunch of people being like, "Oh shit, I gotta yeah. play it differently just today." Yeah, yeah, and you wouldn't necessarily know it until it happened to you or a team member. Yeah. But, no, that would be really fun. I would enjoy seeing that, especially if they didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah, it was just April 1st. You log on, first time you jump, you well, die. just pops up just says, like, you died of fall damage. What? 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 Oh, Since when? So, people would break their controllers, I'm almost sure of it. Um, all right, well, that will do it for what we played this week. So, we'll jump right into the lightning round. Not lightning round for this week. First up, we got, I think it's still just a rumor. It's not confirmed yet. Um, but that there is going to be an all-digital version of the Xbox One S. I think this was the code name Maverick that we had heard yeah. at some point because there was the other two code names for the next yeah, the boxes. An- Anaconda and yep. something else. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Um, but this Maverick one we had heard as well. And this turns out is an all digital Xbox One S that will be up for pre order in March and available in April, which seems like a weird time considering at E3 we all assume they're going to announce Anaconda and the other one. Well, uh, they make these bad decisions. It's what happened when they announced the... Uh, the regular S. Yeah, the S and the X at the same time. Yeah, they said the S is coming in two months and the X is coming next year. But that one at least was like a year apart. Like, we still assume the next boxes are this fall, right? Like, I, don't... I mean, possible. Nothing confirmed. Yeah, because they've at least announced that they are working on the next generation. They said that at the end of last year's E3. We're like, don't worry, a new Xbox generation is coming and we have, we'll have more on that at a later date. All right, goodbye, everybody. It's like, all right, that's weird to just 
for that, that out book. there. Yeah, like we all know it, but it's weird that you just kind of went, here it is. But what do you guys think about an all-digital Xbox One S? Seems like a waste of money. Absolutely. I and mean, we don't know what it'll cost. Theoretically, it'll probably be cheaper than a regular one, though by how much, I don't know, because disk drives can't be that How expensive. much is an Xbox One S now? I think the cheapest version is probably 250 maybe? Because so it comes with a game, what, I would think. What is this going to be? Like 200 bucks? So it says that the rumor is that Microsoft's going to target a point that's 100 bucks below the current $300 price. So $150? No, no, so two hundred dollars. So, so two hundred. He's saying three hundred is the cheap. Probably yeah, three hundred dollars is the Xbox One S price. Right oh, okay. Now. Yeah, because it probably comes with a game, and they probably got rid of the five hundred gig version. It's only the terabyte version now, or something. Yeah, yeah, they'd have to give you a bigger hard drive, so like they can't really lose a lot of money. Disk drives cost nothing, and hard drive space really doesn't cost that much anymore either. No. So they have to increase the hard drive size because no one's going to buy a two hundred fifty gig version or. No, I mean, I mean they don't even. Gig version. Yeah, five hundred. I think is the least they've ever sold of it. So you probably sell a, a terabyte, I would think. Oh, I mean, or they can just say, and then go out, and if you want more space, buy an external. Oh, that'd be an even bigger dick move. Yeah. And the only thing I could think that would make this, to an extent, worthwhile, I guess, is if it also came in, like, a year of Games Pass. Yeah. Maybe not a year, but maybe, like, six months six or months of Game a free Pass. month of Game Pass or something. Yeah. Because that's really where the value comes in, not just the digital games, but the Games Pass itself. Yeah, but they want to make the money off the Game Pass subscription. Yeah, so you give a free month, but you have to put in your credit card, and if you forget to cancel at the end of the month, then they charge your card. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it. it this is the way things are going to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, eventually, uh, video game consoles, whatever they are, are going to be like a, an Apple TV size little box at some point in the future. Yeah, you know, maybe in the next five years, that'll be what video game consoles are. Well, a lot of people were saying that this was probably the like the litmus test for whether or not the next box could be all digital or not. But I think they're too That's close. Too soon. Yeah, like you won't get really the the data of how this one does in time to make that kind of decision for the next generation. But this is probably the litmus test for will the next box S or whatever the like you know stopgap you know cheaper version a year or two out from the release of the next one. That one may be all digital then. They may be like, all right, well, the Xbox One S all digital edition sold really well in the six months before it became the last gen. So let's just make the, you know, the stopgap version of the next box all digital too. Yeah, I have a feeling that whatever the next one is, the like the rumor being that, yeah, one will be all digital and one of them will have a disk drive. I have a feeling that the disk drive one will be phased out rather quickly after yeah. it comes out. It'll well, be like it'll be an initial thing where like, hey, here it is for those people that want their discs. And then like a year or two after that comes out, all subsequent ones will just be all digital. Depends on how well it sells, I think. Because it'll be like the PS3 when that launched. They had the 20 gig and the 60 gig and the whichever one ones. sold less got phased out which was the 20 gig because that one was stupid like why would you want so little on a crappier console didn't make sense i mean at that point everyone was used to like 52 meg people were using memory cards yeah yeah Uh, eight eight megabyte memory cards yeah extra so much extra data yeah but yeah so i think it'll determine it'll come down to sales ultimately to see if this has an impact at all but I mean, if they're they're pushing Games Pass hard and they have all the first party games on there, so digital is probably the way to go, especially with Xbox. So I guess we'll see what comes of it. If this turns out to be real, we still don't know. It seems like all signs are pointing to it's real, but you know, we won't know until it's official. Uh, lightning round. 
EA is uh, changing the way that they're doing E3 this year by not doing E3 this year. Uh, yes. So, uh, yeah, e, uh, EA has pulled a Sony and they decided to cancel their press conference, uh, their yearly E3 press conference. They will be still doing their, uh, was like, Days of Play thing or something? Was that EA? No, that was that's Sony. PlayStation. That's PlayStation. Uh, yeah, they're, they're going to have, like, some presence at the event. Uh, yeah, they're, they're still going to have their booth. Yeah, they're still going to have their booth. They're right. still going to have, like, the stuff set up so that uh, people can go and, and play stuff. But they're not going to bother doing a actual press conference. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was saying. I have a feeling that, like, press conferences themselves are just going to be phased out. And everyone's going to probably just do more of a Nintendo Direct style. I think Nintendo has the formula right, where, like... You know, every couple of months, you just kind of do a little press, you know, like a little YouTube video that's just like, and here's the stuff to look forward to for the next couple. Because yeah. you got to imagine how much money do they waste doing these conferences? Yeah. Like renting out the big, you know, things and, you know, having the, the stages built. Like, I mean, especially for like, when you look at what Sony did last year, where they had like four stages and they're all like themed and stuff. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah. We can all agree that was dumb. But the, the fact that they at least still have their booth means they're not going full Sony. They're like because Sony's not even at the show whatsoever. They're just gonna either do nothing or put out a YouTube video. Uh, they're not gonna have any kind of presence at the show. But at least EA is still gonna be there. But their press conferences, especially, they've only been doing them for a few years anyway. And most of their press conference is Madden and FIFA and whatever their next iteration of a terrible NBA game is. Yeah. And then that's th- it's, it's three like quarters EA Sports of- and. Uh, Battlefield, like, <laughs> yeah, EA Sports, Battlefield, and then like something Star Wars related. Maybe I mean there are sometimes surprises like we got a way out at E3's press conference. That was a surprise. Like you know, a new Need for Speed could be on the horizon. That could be a thing that you show. But I mean, they're showing Star Wars next month at Celebration, so you don't need to then re-show it or show something new two months later. Like that doesn't seem like necessary, especially for a game that's coming out this year. So they say. So it, it makes sense that they would kind of ditch it because I don't really know what they're going to come out with that I would care to see. Maybe the Battlefield Battle Royale, if that's not out by June, that they would show that. But you could just put out a video for that. You're not going to play that, though. What? You're not going to play that. If it's free, I'll play it. Absolutely. I like Battlefield. You got to buy a copy of Battlefield. Yeah, but I could, I guarantee you I could find a cheap copy of Battlefield 5. Unless it's a st- but it could be a standalone game, too. It's possible. Who knows? Like they haven't really said anything on it. I feel it other like they would be coming. worried about cutting into their own profits with um, Apex, though. Isn't Apex? Yeah, 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 right? yeah. Yeah, they're they're still putting out two battle royales, so they're cutting into their profits either way. I, which I still find bizarre. Yes, that they're doing that. It's bizarre. super fucking bizarre. And they put it out a week before Anthem. So yeah, so yeah, I I don't think they need to do one. Like I'd rather they just surprise me with a game trailer that gets dropped during the Sony during the Microsoft press conference or the Nintendo one or. You know, they put out a YouTube video. That's fine. I, The people who are going to buy Madden and FIFA are going to buy Madden and FIFA regardless of what they announce at E3 or what trailer they show for Long Shot 3. Or Yeah, they don't care about whatever football player is going to come out on stage and no. talk about it. Yeah, so it's totally fine that they cancel. They don't really need to be there. But still, it means E3 is changing a lot faster than people probably thought. So that'll be different for this year. Lightning round. We got a bunch of Nintendo news this week. Uh, first up, we got our next Labo kit. Joe, you want to tell us about Labo? Yeah. We're the uh, only Labo I mean, person really... in here. It's made of cardboard. Uh, well, this one, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like this was something that they were making, and then they kind of, like, tacked Labo onto it. Uh, because it's a VR set for yes. the, the Wii. 
uh, for the Switch. Yep. And I feel like that was something that was always in the works because I remember we talked about like way back how there was already implemented stuff for like VR. Well, they the- had said that there there was like I think patents like there was patent pictures that showed a similar looking thing that was you slide it in, but that was probably plastic and probably more in line with the. Uh, I think there was also that like um, there was like programming in it for like the like splitting the screens mm-hmm. to like uh, accommodate VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't really remember exactly what it was, but I have a feeling that the VR aspect was something that was already in the work. And then they said like, Oh, well let's just do Labo with it. But isn't that just the same thing that the Google did for their Android thing where you could just like make the Google the cardboard, Google yeah, Google cardboard. cardboard. Yeah. 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 That so was, this I mean, is just Nintendo cardboard. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it goes in deeper. Like it, it's not just the VR headset at that. Uh, yeah. Cause Google doing. cardboard was just, you put your phone in the cardboard case. Yeah. I got a bunch of them over here. Yeah. Um, and you just move around. There was no, there's nothing to interact with other than like a button on it. That was like a view master of sorts. This is that you put the Joy-Con into other apparatuses that help do things in the game. So there's at least more gaminess to it and more possibilities than there would have been with Google Cardboard. But fundamentally, the switch in the cardboard is right. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's not a, an old con- or a new concept. No. like it's already been around. So they're they're just like, oh yeah, we could do that for like Nintendo. Why yeah, because yeah. uh, I mean the the thing like is actually like a VR like a, a plastic thing that just has the cardboard that goes around it. Like yeah. the whole thing isn't made actually out of the the cardboard. It still has like, you know, lenses and a plastic frame for it. Yeah. And the cardboard just kind of like goes around that. Um, but it does have a bunch of other things in it that you can build in the standard level style. So like one of them is like a sniper rifle type scope thing. Which That's has the like coolest a, looking one. Yeah. It has like a giant like barrel on it. Um, one of them, uh, you make like a camera essentially that, that you can like turn your, uh, where you stick the um, Joy-Con in the the lens, and like you can turn it to, like to focus and yep. uh, zoom and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one that's just um, makes it kind of like a Viewmaster. It looks like uh, where like uh, I think it's, it was space theme stuff, where like, you can like look up at the sky and see like the planets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is like an elephant thing. You get to be an elephant. Yeah. And then there's another one that's like a bird thing. Yeah. And like the bird thing has like a pedal or something that helps like blow wind in your face or something like there's some weird thing with it where it's like because you're meant to be flying I think is the idea of the bird one. Yeah. Definitely not doing that. No. The two things that I that I saw that I agree with that this needs to like because obviously they came out with like the vehicle kit and you're like oh cool you can play Mario Kart with the vehicle kit yeah it's a steering wheel and a pedal and play Mario Kart yeah great idea uh, the two ideas I saw for this set of kits was Metroid Prime has to be playable with that gun attachment because that would be sick like if you're going around in VR you know and you're pumping the the gun and shooting that would be great and the camera needs to come with Pokemon Snap. Imagine being able to play Pokemon Snap with your cardboard camera where it's like you're holding the camera and you're moving around. Like, that would be sick. That would be super awesome. It looks kind of goofy, though. Oh, yeah. The whole thing looks ridiculous. I feel like this is some sort of recipe for disaster, though. I picture a lot of broken switches coming out of this. Mm, Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. Because it it doesn't, like, it doesn't strap on your head. Yeah, it doesn't look at all like it does that it's more i mean what this essentially is it's it's a fucking virtual boy well no at least like the virtual just, boy sat on the table like this is a this is a view master this is yeah. the thing you have to hold you just up hold to it your up face. to your face to play yeah. like the games and i can just picture like some sort of crazy and i'm it's, it's cardboard like i feel like 
you're running some risks of that, like, your switch falling out while you're trying to, like, fiddle around with the sniper rifle thing as, as you're, like, holding it up to your face while also, like, fiddling with the, the things. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. It just, I, I, for me, uh, uh, like, for us, I think we're adept enough to handle it. I can picture a lot of kids uh, just... You're clumsy. Yeah, no. <laughs> you're you're kind of clumsy. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think we're more less likely to destroy it than, like, some kids were. Like, oh, if yeah, I gave this sure. to my nephew... we're not children. Yeah. Well, yeah, but this is designed for children. This is yeah. the problem. No, I definitely... Like, if I gave this saying. to my nephew, I'd be like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're uh, going to destroy the fucking Switch. <laughs> but that's why you need things that are probably more low-key. Like, I'm assuming the... The, the blaster game isn't very like you're not spinning around in 360 and like that's where really that's hard. where like if metroid if it worked with metroid i'd be yeah. like that's a, that's the disaster waiting to happen but if you if it came with a special edition that like actually strapped to your head or something where it was like a better encased version of the same idea then it could be super fun same thing with the camera to do like a pokemon snap like you'd be moving around real quickly to try to capture these pokemon but you know, maybe there's a new version that is better in there. Mm-hmm. Granted, all they have is renders right now. Like when people actually get in their hands, we'll see how easy or difficult it is to, you know, jostle real quick and have the switch fall out. I don't, I don't know, but I mean, I guess we'll see when it comes out. I'm intrigued by it. They look cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy it when it comes out. I bought the other one. You, you didn't, didn't buy, buy the vehicle, though. I didn't. I bought the. I haven't seen it in a store yet. No, I know it's I, out. I, I, I saw it. At That's fine. I, I it came out a while ago. Yeah, I know it's out. I just haven't actually. I didn't seen buy it. the veal. I only bought the like the, the variety kit, kit one, yeah. the one with the piano and stuff. Still I didn't buy try the that robot one. I didn't buy the robot backpack because I'm too fucking big and I know because you're dude chested. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, I'm six Husky? foot one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I didn't buy the vehicle one, but I, I wanted to give that one a try. Yeah. Um, just yeah for like the Mar- see what Mario Kart was like with it. Exactly. Yeah. But I also have big feet, so I just picture myself like stomping down and completely annihilating everything. Yeah, um, yeah. So I guess we'll see when it comes out. What uh, you know, how cool the mini games are, or what other kind of functionality it will add to other games if they decide to do so. But I thought some of those ideas, like Pokemon Snap, is really the the, the best possible idea you could come up with mm-hmm. for what you could do with a cardboard VR camera. Mm-hmm. That would be the best way to to go about it. But. I, I honestly, I thought like Labo was dead. I'm kind of surprised that they're still doing more of it. No, I mean it's. I think it's big, especially in like classrooms and in like kids learning centers and things like that, where it's it's all about the construction. It's the same people that go you know ape shit for Legos from a learning perspective and not a you know building your favorite Spider Man or Avengers or Batman sets. Uh, I think it's the same kind of like that's where that shines, but that's outside of our wheelhouse, so we don't see it. At least that's the thought that I have on it. Mm. Uh, but lightning round coming to the Switch. We know Switch has ports aplenty. Uh, normally they're Wii U ports. Sometimes they're 3DS ports. Sometimes they go as far back as the like the Wii uh, for the ports. But this one, we're getting a new port from the Nintendo 64 era in the form of Turok Dinosaur Hunter. Are you guys excited to play Turok Dinosaur Hunter in all of its polygonal glory in 2019 on your Switch? No. <laughs> I I like Turok 64. But it doesn't. It has not aged well. No, no. Like, I haven't played it in a long time, but I'm fairly certain it has not aged well. And this just looks like a straight up read. Like, it's not an up-res. It's not a... I mean, I'm sure it's got tweaks to make it playable on a modern system, but it still looks just as janky as ever. So I don't really know who this is for. 
Uh, hardcore Turok fans. The thing that makes me nervous about this is I wonder, like, part of me is like, I hope this wasn't the test of, like, N64 ports to the Switch. Where they were like, all right, like, well, like, let's port an N64 game and see yeah. how well it sells. Let's go with Turok. Yeah. No, go with, like, Mario 64, please. Something, or, uh, do a Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask combo pack or something like that. Well, they know that will sell. This True. Is, can we put obscure Nintendo 64 games, or can we put non-Mario, Zelda, Smash yeah. games on another system? Will they sell? The yeah. answer is probably not. I mean, depending on how cheap it is on a sale, maybe, but I don't see myself ever wanting to play this. Yeah, and those, I was just like, I bet you this is going to be 40 bucks. <laughs> I mean, considering, me just thinking about it. considering what the like, Resident Evil remakes coming for the Switch were, I was like, yeah, this, I have a feeling this is going to be... Those are better games than Turok 64, though. Yeah, but I think that's part of like the testing the waters thing. We'll see. I mean, I'm not going to see because I'm not going to buy this, but other people will probably buy and see. Now, is this getting a physical release or is it just going to be digital? I think it's just digital. i got to pull up the... See if I can find an article about it. I don't remember. Like, Let's... is that... I remember, like, did anyone... They came out with, like, two Turok games for, like, the 360. Yeah, I remember playing... like, the PS3 era. Yeah, I remember playing a demo for the PS3 one, and it was, it was pretty cool. I, do, I don't think they, like... I don't think they captured the the, the the Turok imagination in any way. I don't think they really set the world on fire to make me think, like, who's clamoring for Turok? So it comes out March the 18th for $20. Oh, okay. So yeah, $20 that's not is too fine. Bad. Yeah, I don't think it's... It doesn't say if it's digital. I think it's probably just digital only if it's 20 bucks. Mm, I would okay. assume so. Yeah. I but tried yeah. to look up on Amazon to see if I could find it, but it's not there. It, uh, it looks exactly looks exactly the same. So, if you're a super big Turok fan, you only have just a couple of weeks to wait. So, you can play Turok on the go. Yeah. Uh, lightning round. Joe, you've got the new NES online games for this month. Why don't you tell us what those are? Uh, yeah. Last week, we talked about the games with gold and the uh, PlayStation, uh, Plus? PlayStation Plus games. Yeah. Uh, now, we got to keep remembering that Nintendo was adding that uh, added to that with their thing. So, uh, this uh, month, we are going to be getting Kid Icarus and Star Tropics on the Nintendo Switch and NES just, it's, it's NES Online, is mm-hmm. just what it's called. Yep. Okay, I, I never played Star Tropics. I think Same. it's it's like, isn't it like a SimCity Sim game kind yeah. of thing? Yeah, uh, I, I know nothing about it. I just I've only ever heard the name. I couldn't tell you anything about what the game was. Kid Icarus. Uh, I, I played that a lot when I was a kid, so that's pretty cool. Uh, it's one of those kind of more forgotten franchises from Nintendo, even though he like ends up in everything. Yeah, and I've, you know, Pitts and Smash Brothers. So yeah, Pitt, the... Palatina, and Dark Pit are all in Smash Brothers. Yeah, so there's a renewed interest. represents three characters from that game. Mm-hmm. They did have the 3DS one, but I don't think that... I don't remember if that was well-received or not, because I remember the controls were really weird for it. Well, that was one of the ones that... Like, one of the first games where you could buy that 3DS second circle pad thing. Yeah. And that was it. supposed to be the idea of, like, look, it's like a... You know, it's a twin twin stick twin thing. stick shooter type yeah. thing. How yeah. good is this? It's it was great. completely different than what the classic t- Kid Icarus was. Yeah, because that was more side Kid Icarus was a, it was a, like a side scroller. This yeah. one was like a, a bullet health type shooter. I yeah. think. Was it Kid Icarus Uprising? Uprising, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm interested. I never played the original Kid Icarus, so I'd be down to give that a go. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a classic. Yeah, and it's there and it's free, so I like might as well might as well try it. Yeah. All right, so yeah, that just gets added to the rotation with the other things. Which is great that they don't take, at least they haven't yet taken anything away. They're just, they just add to the Yeah, library. that's the thing I'm worried about. Because wasn't that what it was supposed to be at first? They were like, 
Well, yeah, you were going to get two, and then the next month they would change. And so yeah. that every month they would just You'd be get, like, two, two games, new games to play. To play. Uh, but this is much better, where you just have this whole big library. Yeah. Which is pretty great. Uh, speaking of NES games, Lightning Round, uh, Unearthed this week uh, was a never-before-even-announced uh, Nintendo Entertainment System wrestling game. Uh, so, as you guys know, wrestling is right up our alley. Especially wrestling games. Joe, you have a quite a large collection of wrestling games, as do I. Yep. I, uh, I, I have every wrestling game released on the Nintendo, uh, released on the Super Nintendo, and on the Game Boy. I have the Game Boy, N64, PS1, and PS2. So, together, we have pretty much everything. Nice. Um, uh, yeah. So, this was a never-before-announced, uh, completely... You know, random person bought, uh, you know, an online collector. I don't have his name in front of me, uh, which I should probably have to give him credit because what a cool thing that he unearthed. He bought it. He ended up buying a test cart from an old, like, Nintendo tester that the guy said he was given just because he was the wrestling fan in the company at the time. Uh, it was called UWC, uh, which stands it's for... It's Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese. Thank uh, you. Archon 1981. This is a YouTube name. Yep. Uh, and he put up a whole video where he goes in and shows the footage of it and kind of talks about it. Uh, he did say he, he's going to get a ROM of it so he can put that up. He just has to figure out the, the legalese of it. So if he does make that available, I'm certainly down to try it. I'm sure, Joe, you are as well. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So we can maybe do something there. But uh, it was called UWC, which stands for the United Wrestling... Uh, Universal Wrestling Corporation. Uh, it was the placeholder name for WCW. WCW. Yeah, so back in the, the late 80s, Turner... Uh, broadcasting was going to buy what was then the NWA Jim Crockett Promotions, which was what WCW was beforehand. They were going to use this name. And I guess that company still exists, the United Wrestling... Uh, Universal Wrestling Corporation? Yes. Uh, it still exists and technically owns like WCW, though all of the like assets of that are owned by WWE now because they bought the tape library and the names and the rings and all that other stuff. But technically that company still exists as part of the, the Turner corporate structure. I think that was also what they used to have the contracts for WCW wrestlers was under that uh, that name. But this was a game that was made by SETA, I think it's called, right? S-E-T-A. Uh, yes, SETA, mm-hmm. SETA Studios. And it clearly made it all the way to testing, but sometime between when this was probably going to come out and you know the, the testing phase, I think WCW probably became WCW, so they would have had to rework everything. And ultimately... They went with a Japanese company to make what is WCW Wrestling for the Nintendo, which came out, I think, two years after this cart was dated. But it looks really good uh, from the video that that he put up. It looks like a pretty awesome wrestling game, you know, by 1980s standards. But it had all the staples of WCW. It had Sting. It had Ric Flair. It had the Road Warriors. It looked like it had the Midnight Express, maybe Lex Luger as well. So pretty funny to have a whole fully-fledged wcw game that no one has ever heard of until just this moment yeah uh, that's always been one of those things like uh, i'm a big collector uh, you know you don't about, say. I, I bought all that stuff I, yeah. I buy lots and lots of things i've always wanted to have the one of a kind thing mm-hmm. so like for this guy who's sitting there uh, yeah it's a lot it's a of money I'm, I'm doing the tiny violin money symbol to joe because mm-hmm. That's what one of a kind things cost. Lots of the money. Well, I mean, I, I don't Unless know how much. Unless you're like this guy, where you yeah. just stumbled across it. Yeah, like, I don't know how much he paid for it or anything. Um, 
He said he bought it off a former Nintendo employee who was given a game. Uh, this is off the Kotaku article for it. Uh, who was given the game for testing simply because he was a wrestling fan. So yeah. they're like, oh, you're the wrestling fan? Here, give this a try. Well, better than giving it to the non-wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the guy just has had it for the last 30 years, and this guy bought it off of him. So, like, I've always wanted to, like, have that one thing that was like, I'm the, like, this guy has, he's the only one in the world that has this cart, as far as we know. Maybe yeah. there were more carts that were made. But as of right now, he's the only one that has this. I'm like, oh, that's got to be so cool. Especially a, a, a wrestling game like that. Yeah. Well, because that's something that you're already interested in. Like, I'm sure you'd be happy to have the one-of-a-kind, like, I would, random I would be, RPG that no I one's would, ever heard of. I would be fine having the random one-of-a-kind Barbie game that was never released. Yeah. Well, they release all those games because they're such hot sellers. So yeah. everybody, everybody wants to play those games. But, yeah, no, this is this is pretty cool. I'm definitely very interested in trying this out if he makes it available. Because mm-hmm. it, it looks like, you know, a classic 90s game. It has a lot of the same look and feel as the later WCW game had uh, that came out, you know, a couple years after. But the characters are different because some of the characters in this game had left for the WWF by that time or they weren't wrestling anymore. So, obviously, rosters change all the time. And one or two years in, you know, in wrestling time is forever for someone to be able to leave and go somewhere else, especially at that time where there are two competing companies, but uh, pretty cool to, to come across such a, a rare thing that no one even knew existed. Had a cool fun- funky eight bit soundtrack. We were listening to it in the video earlier. So if it, if it does come out and is available, we'll definitely play it. We'll let you guys know what we think at that point. Mm-hmm. With uh, nostalgia being what it is, I wonder if like WWE is going to try and somehow like license it. I still can't believe they haven't put out some kind of retro style video game. Like, they must know how much everyone loves WrestleMania 2000, No Mercy, WCW, NWO Revenge, right. like the N64 era of classic wrestling games. Yeah, WCW versus NWO World Tour is yeah. like the best wrestling game. No, Revenge is the better one. That's the sequel. Oh. Um, but like, they must know that that's a nostalgia heavy thing and people love those games across the board. You know, I'm surprised they haven't done a game like that, whether it's good graphics or not. Well, they kind of did. They did All-Stars. Yeah, the WWE All-Stars. Yeah, but that wasn't like... If they had done like a $20, like 8-bit thing that you farm out to somebody, like you could do it. You could do it relatively cheap. I think All-Stars had a bigger budget, and that's why it ultimately failed. Yeah, it was an actual retail game. Yeah, it sold as $60, where it's like, no, it's an arcade-style title, sell it for $20. Like, that's the the sweet spot for games like that. But if you made an 8-bit wrestling game with classic rosters and stuff, like... It would probably sell like crazy, and yeah. I'm surprised they haven't done that. Well, that's why I'm like wondering if WWE now is just being like, let's try and get this guy on the phone. Let let's see what legal like legal stuff we need to maybe potentially release. Like this. Give an official release. Yeah, well, that would be tough because you'd have to track down all of the the wrestlers in that game. Probably, I think half of them are dead, uh, and then you'd have to track down like their estates to be able to put out a game with their likeness, no matter how eight bit and not real it looks. But still, like, I mean, WWE has that money. And also for them to be like, it's a never before seen video game yeah. that has like our, you know, past wrestlers in it before. Even if they release it digitally, like they could still release it for $30 and people would eat it up. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Again, I don't know what the like legalese of what they own. Like, is this something they can lay claim to? Right. Because it's technically it was never released. So it's not a. An essential asset of WCW, right? It's kind of a fan made thing because it's not actually, yeah. yeah. So licensed. yeah, I don't know. But I whether or not they go after this game to try to put it out themselves, I would like to see them do some kind of either you know like Fire Pro Wrestling World for WWE. Yeah, for was WWE. a great throwback to classic wrestling games. Mm-hmm. 
do something like that with WWE characters. Like you can still have 2K19 as your $60 sim official title that you, you know, throw up every pay-per-view the advertisements for yeah. and you know, weave that into your storylines, but like give an arcadey one too that probably wouldn't be as high of a development cost and I don't know, I think it'd be a really cool idea, especially with the amount of traction this story picked up of a, you know, an old wrestling game. Yeah. Be, well, they've got their full sale people too, and full sale has a game development company. Yeah. Why don't you just have it be like some kid's senior project, and then you draw us up, draw us some sprites, or like just no, be like, hey, class of you know twenty twenty two, like your senior project as a collective is to make a retro game, yeah, and we're gonna, we're gonna release it. Like that could be cool. That would be super cool, especially if it was like an NXT game, yeah. where it's just like, all right, the the current NXT roster, while oh, most man, of them are so in the great. main one. You know, you just throw those guys together. That'd be super cool. Except Gargano's not even in 19, so... <laughs> like, and Yeah. Unbelievable. Other issues. But yeah. And just after they got rid of that kid that had the video game entrance... I know. Yeah. Perkins? Yep, TJP. Yeah, TJP. His 8-bit entrance. Mm-hmm. Gone. I love that entrance. Uh, all right. Uh, lightning round from games that never got announced and never came out to two games that looks like they have leaked release dates. And these are Sony first party games that are very highly anticipated, at least by me. Uh, the first of which is Ghost of Tsushima, yeah. which, according to an online retailer out of Italy, I believe, uh, showed that it has a release date of August the 30th of this year which is sooner than anticipated, though we didn't know what Sony's fall, like late summer fall lineup really was going to look like. All we knew is that Days Gone is coming out in April. And I don't even think Dreams has a release date. I think that still could be anywhere this summer or, you know, they could just dump it and throw it out whenever because I don't think there's really any kind of hype for that. But we didn't know what their fall looked like. And now it looks like it starts with Ghost of Tsushima at the end of August. And the second game of which is Last of Us 2, which according to another leaked, I think this one was Brazilian, uh, said that it's coming out in October of 2019. So what do you guys think about that? Are you excited for how quickly those two high-profile Sony games are coming out? I'm excited for Ghost of Tsushima. Me too. Uh, it also means that like August is going to be very crowded, like for me at least, because there's like a bunch of Switch games that are coming out in August as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might have to... And as you said last week, you're getting a Switch. Yeah, I might have to decide like which of these... 40 hour romps am i going to decide to buy on day one mm-hmm. um but ghost of Tsushima is probably going to be that one at least yeah well the thing with sony first party games they usually get pretty cheap pretty quick so and that's like another thing i'm thinking about too is like maybe i'll just wait yeah because like even spider-man's like 40 bucks now mm-hmm. yeah i'm i'm definitely gonna get it day one just because there's not as much coming out around that time for, for me you. like there is for you yeah so i totally understand that but last of us 2 coming out in october is pretty good you know, the fact that they've got two first-party studio games coming out in the fall. Granted, they're a little close together. That was what I... I mean, not the Tsushima and um, Last of Us, but the fact that um, both Days Gone and Last of Us are coming out this year... They're very similar games. They're, like, I mean, they're both two zombie-focused... Like, uh, mm-hmm. One of them is Freakers. And Freaker is a fungus-infected humans. Yes. Instead of Infection. Zombies. Yeah. Yeah. They're not yeah. zombies, Joe. Don't call Cl- them zombies. Clickers and Freakers. Yeah. I didn't hear the word zombies in there once, yeah. so how dare you. Just yeah. like Rage for uh, 28 Days Later. They weren't zombies. They were just rage uh, victims. Yeah, they're rage, rage people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's... You got two high-profile, like zombie-focused, like post post-world uh, downfall type of thing. Yeah, it's like uh, like you think you could have like spread those out a little bit. Well, I think the the thing that I've heard is that 
Days Gone probably was going to be a last year game. Or at the very least, it was got, supposed to it be. It was. Uh, it got pushed back a bunch. Well, it was originally supposed to be like February, March of like, so right now. But mm. this these two months are so crowded with a bunch of AAA titles that they probably didn't want to drop that in the middle of all this, which is a smart move. Uh, but Also, everything we've seen of Last of Us 2 so far has been humans. Yeah. Like, yeah, we don't really know. It's going to be probably more like humanity focused than infected focused. Yeah, I mean, they'll still be there, obviously. Sure, but they're the, not going to be like the driving force. That's or how the driving first enemy. one actually was. Yeah, it's yeah more about first, the human But you still fought a lot of the the clickers. Yeah, yeah. But like the, I mean, it was more like you fear the humans and you avoid the clickers. Was right, kind of the, right. So I think the second one's probably going to be even more focused on the people because uh, everything we've seen so far has just been people. There hasn't even been anything with clickers in it. Yeah, and no. Days Gone seems to be more of a like you're just trying to survive more like in the world less that you're trying to survive from these people attacking you it's more just like you're just trying to live your life granted these things exist but you're not really interacting with them as much unless you put yourself in those dangerous situations Mm -hmm. from what i've seen so far they haven't shown a ton of either game really but it is weird that the two similar games are coming out from the same corporate overlord two different studios but the same corporate entity is putting out two first party games that are very similar within six months of each other so not no. as bad as EA, though. No. They're not doing it within weeks of each other. Yeah. So it is a little different there. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for all three of those games to come out this year. So uh, very excited that we at least have some semblance of when those are coming. Because uh, those are those two games didn't have a release date. Still technically don't. Uh, along with this next game, Lightning Round, which also didn't have a release date, which has somehow been delayed from a release date it didn't have. Uh, and that is Death Stranding. So, Joe, tell me why Death Stranding isn't coming out when we thought it was coming out, even though we didn't know when it was coming out. Uh, because Kojima came out and said, oh, it's taking a little bit longer than we thought it was going to take. I don't Shocking. think that means that it's being delayed. I think it just means that, like, yeah, it's going to take a while. It'll be out when it's out. Yeah, it just means don't expect it this year, which I'm some sh- people still do. I'm sure they had, like, a framework where they they were saying, like, this game is going to be coming out kind of, like, at this point. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised just because it's Kojima and like, what's Kojima? It's, it's a new Ko- studio. It's Kojima unleashed essentially. Yeah. You, you get a guy who's like kind of crazy. <laughs> well, he takes his time. He's very meticulous with his games. Yeah. And like, just does but also, yeah, so much. He needs to be reined in a little sometimes. A little yeah. yeah it, it might be like, and it kind of makes me wonder, like, I wonder if this is what happened with him and Konami where like they're, they're, con- they're constantly like going like. Kojima, stop adding more stuff. Right, yeah. <laughs> Just make the game. He's like, no, but I need to completely rewrite this entire part and like do this and add this, and I need to add a giant fire wheel to Metal Gear Solid, and they're just like, stop, stop. Another half hour cutscene, please. Yeah. They're just like, just focus, man, focus. Yeah. And I think this is like the effects of Kojima Unleashed, like I Kojima said. Kojima Syndrome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to be fair. Or like he just, I, I imagine like... I can picture working in the studio with him, and like every day he like kicks the door and goes like, "We're doing this now," and everyone just kind of goes, oh. "Are okay. we? Are we doing it? Great. Okay, I'll completely restart what I was doing." Yeah, yeah the guys like sitting there typing away. He's been working for twenty four hours straight, and he's just like, "Finally finished writing this code." He comes in, he's like, "We're scrapping all of that. We're doing something different." Well, I mean, when did this Space game come out? Twenty seventeen, right? Uh, I don't even remember. I feel like it's been forever. (laughs) Yeah, so it's at least 2016, 2017 when he left Konami and started his own company. Mm -hmm. He would have started his own company, started his own engine, 
had to create this game from the ground up. Like, I'm not surprised it's not coming out this year. Maybe not even next year. Who knows? I always assumed this was going to be a PS5 game regardless. Yeah. So the fact that it's not quite ready yet could either mean it's not quite ready, we have a lot of work to do, or it's not quite ready because we have to make it a PS5 game now as opposed mm. to a PS4 game. Right. But either way, don't expect it to come out anytime soon. You're not going to hear about it at E3 because they're not going to be at E3. You maybe will hear about it at PSX if they do a PSX this year. It was technically 2015. 2015? 2015 is when he separated from uh, Konami and started Kojima Productions. Okay. And he said, like, and I'm starting Kojima Productions and we're making a game. Okay. And essentially, like, it wasn't officially announced until 2016 that Death Stranding was what he was making. But yeah. 2015 is when he left Konami and started the studio and said, I'm making a game. And it was 2015 when he released, like, the character... As like the logo. That was 2016. Okay. So yeah. So it's been not even quite three years since this whole Death Stranding thing started. And three years is already a quick turnaround for something that, you know, is brand new on a new engine with a whole new team and and all that stuff. So I'm not surprised that it's taking longer. What longer means if it means 2020 or 2021 or 2022, we don't know because there wasn't a release date or a release window for it before, but... Not surprised it's not this year at the very least. No, and I've always said like I have zero interest in this game, but oh, just same. like mm-hmm. release a game when it's done, please. Yeah, like, of course. Take your time, man. Yeah. No, I I don't care one iota about this game. No. I, granted that my mind could a hundred percent change when I see real trailers or real gameplay or whatever. Know what is. any of this is? Yeah. But right now, you know, Baby Transportation Simulator 2020 is not With on my radar. Weird Mars aliens that have hands that come down from the space sure I, yeah and norman reedus who i don't care about so no thanks either way could be great just it's got mad mickelson it does and i like him and i like guillermo del toro and he's technically in it too which he's in it i don't think he has anything to do no with the writing I, who knows Maybe? I don't know. I, they're they could be collaborating together he could be giving him pointers on who knows what but yeah it's not a game that's high on my radar but we'll see more of it, and I'm sure we'll see plenty of it over the next year or two or three, depending on what that means. Uh, all right, lightning round. It's time, gentlemen. There was a big leak this week. We normally cover leaks all the time in the gaming industry. We covered several here in this own episode, but this is one that we were looking forward to very much because this was our very first look, though unofficially, but still technically officially because they were official documents, at Sonic the Hedgehog in... The live-action Sonic the Hedgehog movie. He's so hairy. He is very hairy. His Let's get into it. Hairy. Uh, I posted this on Twitter, um, as did everybody, because it was one of the bigger stories of the week. But we got our first look. He's very hairy. His hands are hairy for some reason, even though it looks like he's wearing gloves. His feet are not hairy. He is wearing <laughs> shoes. Weird dichotomy there. But what did you guys think of Sonic the Hedgehog in the live-action Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Okay. I don't hate it. It's not bad. I don't hate it. It's not. Terrible. I was from the stuff that they showed off before. I expected it to be a lot worse. From that weird silhouette with like his weird runner's legs, the weird picture bridge. of his like legs on the bridge and yeah. stuff like that. I expected him to look like some sort of weird lanky monstrosity. Yes. Um, and uh, it it doesn't look that bad. No, it, it would look fine, I guess. Like if it was in a CGI movie this way. Yeah. I think. I don't know. We still haven't seen it against live action backdrops or seen him next to a live action human. So we still don't know what it'll look like there. This is 
to set the frame if you haven't seen it this was marketing material that was to be distributed that showed like uh, blister packaging for the toys and just the overall like this is what sonic is he's likable and he's fast and he's energetic and he's yeah. chill and he's Super down to earth, but he's also crazy. Like all those little bullet points of like, what is Sonic the Hedgehog? I know. What was it? Uh, irreverent and sarcastic, mm-hmm. uh, stoic and adventurous, mm-hmm. uh, confident and competitive. Yep. Uh, this one's cut off. Something in likable. Yeah. Which I saw a lot of people misreading as lickable. I'm like, you guys just don't know what words are. Uh, like, why does it say he's lickable? And then it would be pictures of like the Sonic spiky. popsicle. That's a bad missing idea. a C. Yeah. That's not the way that's spelled. Uh, and mischievous, but not malicious. No, of course not. So he's a prankster, but they're always fun pranks. They're never yeah. like hurtful pranks. But yeah, this is all from the um, film style guide. Yeah. Uh, which I think is, yeah, just meant to like help the people making the movie like kind of get the general feel of how yeah. it's supposed to go. Anyone who has to do anything related to promotion, creation of anything Sonic related needs to know these fundamental facts about him in order to be able to properly put forth the movie's idea of what Sonic is. Yeah. Um, okay, so my general feeling when I look at this is this still looks like a cartoon. Well, yeah. Does, this, does, to. this does not look like it is something that belongs in the real world. Like, when you look at the... Uh, the only thing you can really compare it to right now is the Detective Pikachu movie. Well, in terms like, of video games. Like, there's still the been plenty vi- video, of, like... Yeah, yeah. Woody the Woodpecker and Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. But, like, those are cartoons in the real world that have been done recently. The Yogi Bear one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Things so like that. when I look at the Scooby-Doo. Detective... Uh, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. yeah. When I look at the Detective Pikachu movie, I'm like, they're, they, they're doing a decent job of making these things look like they are things that should exist in the real world. Correct. Like these, that looks like what a Pikachu would look like if a Pikachu was a real thing. Yes. It still looks weird because it's a Pikachu, <laughs> but at least it looks like it blends somewhat into our world. Yeah. Like the Bulbasaur looks like it's a lizard from yeah, like a, thing with yeah, a, a weird, flower on its back. Yeah. A weird lizard you would find out in the desert or Correct. something like that. Yeah. Um... When I look at Sonic, it does not look like he would fit in our world. So at that point, why not just make him look like regular Sonic? Because he's clearly not going to blend in with our world. Yeah. So why are you doing this kind of like weird half thing where like he kind of looks like he would be a little bit real, but he still looks like a cartoon character. He's got the big goofy cartoon character eyes. Uh the weird, like, his smile is on the side of his face. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, if you're not going to go all the way to try and make him look like he would actually blend in with our world, and you're still going to make him look like a cartoon, just make him look like regular Sonic. Yeah. Make him have weird proportions. and Yeah, not this weird half-step thing that they're doing. Yeah, it feels very much like those other movies I mentioned, that this is maybe a 10 years too late kind of vibe that they're going for. Where, like, if they saw the trailer for Detective Pikachu when they were trying to make this movie, they'd be like, oh, let's do that where we make it look like this is a real hedgehog who has somehow grown long legs and stands up and runs really fast and is blue yeah and wears sneakers yeah granted it's a harder thing to do but like greninja doesn't look as weird in the detective pikachu trailer like that one at least looks like it's different and it's anthropomorphic and it's odd but it at least looks like it fits with the rest of the film aesthetic whereas this looks like the alvin and the chipmunks movies of 10 15 years ago where it just looks like cartoon smurfs. characters you smurfs exactly where it's like okay you're just cartoon characters, but you're interacting with humans, and I guess that's fine, but nobody really wants that. 
Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if they had just gone with that approach and just made it look like how Sonic looks like in the games, yeah. I'd be fine with that at that point. Like, okay, like, they're just doing that thing. It's just the fact that it's a weird... Like, at least in the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies, he looked like... They looked like Alvin looked like in the cartoons, just realistic. Yeah, just looked like a realist. And granted... I mean, those are easier to do because they just look like real chipmunks. They just threw a long shirt on them. Yeah. Whereas Sonic is blue and yeah, you know, Sonic is different, Mm -hmm. but still like you're right. They didn't go far enough. They just kind of stopped halfway to making it like they could have gone farther and made it look realistic. Like it's like a spectrum. Like you can either make it look like a thing that's really realistic or you can make it look like Sonic looks like in a cartoon, just in a 3d model that like kind of blends in with the real world. Yeah. And then you got this thing in the middle that they went with. Yeah. I mean, there there are good things that I like about it. I know a lot of people were upset when we heard that there was going to be two eyes on Sonic as opposed to one giant one. They kind of worked around that by he's got two eyes, but he's got a big strip of white in between those eyes so it does give that look of when he would squint and it looked like he had you know two but there was a white bar Mm -hmm. to show that he still had one overall like white part of the eye so it does kind of look some of the versions of the way he was posed look better than others uh, but i like that touch because it at least makes it more realistic it gives you two eyes so it doesn't have a weird look to it in live action but still looks like classic sonic when he's you know moving around it probably won't be that noticeable at all but he's got Fur gloves. That's weird. Not yeah. not real gloves. Yeah. So he just got white, white hands. fur hands. Yeah. And which, and hair on the inside of his hands as well. Which... I mean, granted, animals have different color hands sometimes. Like you'll yeah, see, they have pads. Like yeah, that's the thing that I said was freaking me out. Had like if they're gonna go with some sort of real world thing, how is he gonna hold stuff? He just has just fully furry yeah, hands. His hands, his hands are mind, entirely fur. My mind goes like, uh, if you look at a dog's foot or a cat's foot or anything, they got padding on the hands. Right. Yeah, but that's because that they have to walk on those. Like He only has to walk on his feet, so he doesn't but need does pads. Then it shouldn't have then. hair on the yeah. hand. Then. No. I mean, granted, I mean, it's a weird anthropomorphic hedgehog. Gorillas they, have, you know, paw, they, they don't have yeah, you know, fur on the inside of their yeah, hands either. They're just bare, like yeah. ours. Yeah, I mean, if if, the, if I mean, his... we have hair on the back of our hands, just yeah. not a lot. No, exactly. But not well, some people do. Like palms. Robin Williams had a ton of hair on the back of his hand, but you know that's that's a different scenario. Yeah, if if his hands were were white and you know and hairy, that's not a big deal. Or if they were all blue and all hairy, I wouldn't. And then he wore white gloves. I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Right. Yeah, but the fact that they, they look like... like gloves, but they're not, is just like you you didn't think you didn't think it through. You just stopped halfway. And the the creator of Sonic has even like tweeted out that he's like not happy with it as well. Well, no, nobody's. I don't think happy with it. I just think it could have been way worse. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. Like my mind, I pictured it being a lot worse, so I'm pleasantly surprised it's not as terrible as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. It still could be better though. Did yeah. you see the screenshot of like what might be in the movie as well? I only is that the screenshot of him like running towards the Ford, screen, yeah, like in the the like re yeah in the uh, rearview mirror kind of thing. Yeah. It's like he's like running behind the car and he's like looking in the rearview mirror and that. it just looks really fucking awkward. Yeah, it looks super creepy. It was like a Paramount like like a promo shot that like had a bunch of like Paramount shit, but mm-hmm. like it just looks very weird. His mouth is open. He's got no teeth. It's, yeah. it's weird. I don't like it. I, I mean, mean I, the I, face doesn't look that It doesn't look, I don't think it looks that bad. I think it looks fine. It looks odd, but I think it looks fine. Like, I don't think this movie should exist, number one. Yeah, I mean, wait until but, we see what uh, 
Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik looks like. And yeah. then everyone's going to start freaking out. But as I said to you guys when we were talking about Just this... Like, terrifying prosthetics. Yeah. Like a really weird... Mustache like and stuff. Curly Q mustache. Yeah. And... But Dr. Robotnik's easier to get right, quote unquote, in a live action Because it'll movie. be a real person, I'm assuming. Yeah. He'll have a fat suit and he'll have weird skinny legs, but a like, giant you know, gut hip thing. But like, it'll probably look like some version of Dr. Robotnik. And it'll probably be a better version. It'll probably still be weird and stupid and goofy, but it'll be easier to get right than an anthropomorphic blue hedgehog that has, you know, gloves and shoes. So I'm not necessarily worried about that. I just want to see it in motion. Like, I don't think it looks bad right now. I expect it worse. I want to see him running. I want to see him interacting with the world. I want to see Cyclops looking at him and being like, what's the deal, Sonic? And like, I want to hear his voice. I want to hear it. Like all these other things that are going to make this a make or break for the movie. I need to, before I really cast. Oh, just watch uh, Parks and Rec, a, a, a Jean Ralphio episode. And I'm sure he's going to be doing like the exact same voice. Well, he has different voices. So like, yeah, you but you, you hire him. That's what people know him for. And they hire him. And they say, do that voice you're famous for. Maybe. I don't know. I've seen him in other stuff, and like he's a normal person. Like, yeah, yeah I know, but an outlandish character that he plays. He's not like. I mean, it's the same thing with like Aziz Asari is not the character he plays in Parks and Rec. Yeah, I, he, I mean, he kind of like, is in everything though. And the and then the the original voice of Sonic was um, Urkel. Yeah, Urkel. Jaleel White. Jaleel White. White. Yeah. So. Yeah, he clearly like he didn't was a do the for doing White that voice. voice. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah. I need to see it in motion. I need to hear what he sounds like, and I need to see him interacting with other, like, with the real world, to really see if this is going to be a thing that's tolerable or just like kissing human ladies Ugh. or just cringe. So I'm not even going to see it anyway. I don't care. You're going to see it. We're going to see it. Yeah, I, I you have to. I do. I morbid yes. curiosity. Right. Well, I mean, I got to see the trailers first. I'm not if the trailers are absolute trash, I'll just be like, nah. No, see, it doesn't matter how bad. It, like, I'm going to. I'm already saying right now, regardless of how bad it looks, I'm going to see it. Yeah. I, I have to. I have to know. I can't just be one of those internet sideline people who shits on it because the trailers look bad or the pictures look bad. Like, I need to actually know that this is a thing that is terrible as I think it is, or if it's surprisingly good. Yeah. I've been surprised by things with terrible trailers before. Maybe after two weeks. I'm not going to be there day one. Oh, yeah. I'm not necessarily I'm not going to be there day, day one. one with the Sonic fans. No. No, no, no. But you know what we are going to do? Here's what Here's what we're going to do. The, the D-Box Vibrates action seats. Ooh. We're going to do. I'm pointing at John. John, I'm going to sure. point at you. I'm going to get closer. As close as I can sure. get. We're doing the D-Box motion crazy seats. You're going to be all like. Yeah, he's going to be zipping around. Got to go fast. On a Saturday morning when it's cheaper. No, because kids will be there. We're going to have to do it on like a Wednesday evening or afternoon or something when nobody's there because you can't go when the kids are going to be there because then they'll be screaming and yelling and whatever we'll find it why are you going to ruin your experience of sonic the hedgehog movie yeah because i can't have kids screaming while i try to watch it's gonna be deep lore yeah i don't yeah (laughs) i don't necessarily care about that it's just i don't want to hear children screaming it's not necessarily that i got to pay attention to the sonic movie it's i just can't those kids will not be screaming they will be fully focused no they won't they'll be screaming because they'll probably be bad but we're definitely going to see it regardless so I'm, we're dragging you along, Joe. I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to go. Great. Yep. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a great time. Can't wait. Um, we're going to buy you the uh, deluxe uh, big cup. The, that's the right. Sonic cup. I don't. I don't oh, want man. It. It's going to have the Sonic head as the topper. I don't we're want it. Mm-hmm. Get I you do one. not want it. I mean, to be fair, John is still technically waiting in line for Sonic. That's why he wasn't here. That's right. That one yeah. time. He's already in line for the movie. So mm-hmm. you, you're going. You're fine. The one week. They're going to have right. uh, special week. edition Sonic onion rings. So good. Golden brown. Mm-hmm. Gotta go fast. Yep. Mm. All right. Well, that'll do it then for the lightning round, not lightning round for this week. However, that will not do it for this episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast because 
as a special treat, we have another edition of the ESR Beatdown. Yay. So we're going to jump from this point in time to tomorrow. Though for you, it'll be instantaneously. And we'll be joined by some more special guests. So... Backpack Kid? Not Backpack Kid. Damn. Not that Not that special guest. Different guests we're going to have. Is it just a point that this isn't the Backpack Kid no. we're talking about? That's just the guy's name on Twitter. Was yeah, I mean, it could name. be. I don't, I don't actually know. Who knows? Maybe he's um, networking. He's trying to get his uh, his name out there. There yeah. you go. I he's mean, got to he, raise money for that Fortnite lawsuit. He is lawsuit. video game related. It's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. No, he we're going to tell his side of the story. There it is. Uh, we're going to jump right now to another episode of the ESR Beatdown. Surprise! <laughs> she waited for the click. <laughs> that was very smart of her. That was a surprise. It went completely off the waveform, so we have everyone to cut it is, it may just be noise. Yeah, everyone's dead. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry oh, if I need you to. Oh, they can't hear you now. <laughs> So, it's probably better that way. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the ESR Beatdown. This is the official game show of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. I am your host. My name is Adam. Uh, Joining me are a few contestants, uh, all of which you should know. First off, from the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, Joe Blakesley. Welcome, Joe. Hi. Hi. I'm here for the game. Also from the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, John. That's me. I'm clapping. Welcome. You know him from the Broken Clock Podcast main event, as well as guest spots on the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Welcome, Tyler. That's Tyler. You do know me. That's right. They do know you. And our returning (laughs) champion, you know her from the Broken Clock Podcast main event, Carrie. Welcome. You've never introduced us before, but I love it. Right? What's up? I wanted a game show vibe. I only had because you were introduced as champion. That's also true. that, she is the champion, yeah. you can introduce now, me as champion for all things, but I would also like to be introduced from now on. You want to be introduced from now on? Yes. Okay. All right. That puts more pressure on me, and I don't know if I like that. Well. We'll, we'll see how, we'll see what feels natural. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but this is our game show, the ESR Beatdown. The rules of the game are simple. I will go over them, so those of you who have not played along at home before uh, can learn them, and so that way the people here in the room can get a refresher course, because it's been about a month. Uh, Since we played, we played on our 100th episode, Spectacular. Uh, But the way the game works is I am going to read off all of the content descriptors and game descriptions of different games, five different games, uh, as written by the ESRB rating system. That's the fun little uh, ratings board that puts the tiny little letters in the corner of your video game box to tell you if it's bad or not. In America. In America, yes. It's Peggy and elsewhere in Europe, I think, and... Yeah. South America, too, probably. Yeah. But this is the American version of the ESRB done. Uh, maybe we'll do an international version one time with the, with the Peggy ratings. We'll We're going to have to change the name of it, then. I don't even know what the Japanese system is. Sero? Uh, mm. I think that's what it's called. Sure. Yeah. Are you going to sneeze? Oh, dear. Oh, no. oh <laughs> I should have muted you. I wasn't ready. I was more distracted by the fact that you were trying to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready to play the game? Yes. No. Maybe yes. All right. Here we go. Now, there are five games on this list, and there is a link that combines all of them. So if you get a link at the end, that is a bonus point. The way the points work, if you get it in the first where I just give you the actual rating, the year, and the system, that is three points. Uh, two points when I give you the content descriptors such as blood and gore, violence, language, all those other things. That's two points. And then one point if you get it anywhere in the description of the game. At the end of the game, whoever has the most points, obviously, is our champion... I have a very important question to ask. Okay. So you did this last time. You asked for clarification <laughs> on the rules and then immediately got it right 
right out of the gate. So I like your strategy, repeating it a second time. What kind of mood were you in when you picked these games? Kind of mood? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not getting into my headspace when I did it. That's very specific. Nice I'm just trying though. to read the room, get a champion's advantage. Maybe you want to whisper it in my ear. No, no, no. No, no, no. All right. You guys ready for the very first game? Yes. Imagine babies. It's not. It's not. We're not repeating any games from before. Imagine ponies. Yeah. M for mature. There are a lot of Imagine, definitely. <laughs> M for mature, 2012, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and Windows PC. I don't know. Uh, that's way too vague. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, era where pretty much everything was an M-rated game. Yeah. We're trying very hard. Yeah. Uh, but also it was on all the platforms. So it's yep. not platform exclusive. Yep. I can literally only think of platform exclusive games right now because I'm trying not to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, 2012, when did the PS4 game run? Spider-Man. Not. not. <laughs> uh, it's uh, like 2014. Yes. It was when the news generation came out. Cause, yeah, it's about five years old now. Call of Duty? Nope. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Nope. No. No, Assassin's Creed 3. No. We're not ready yet. You already had a guess. Tyler, you have a guess? I got nothing. All right. Content descriptors. Blood and gore. Intense violence. <laughs> Partial nudity, strong language, strong sexual content, and use of drugs and alcohol. Is this Grand Theft Auto? It's not Grand Theft Auto. I forgot to mention that rule, as I always do. Is it Saints Row? It's never Grand Theft Auto. It's never Grand Theft Auto. Is it Saints Row? It's not Saints Row. <sighs> Could you say it again? Uh, yes, blood and gore, intense violence, partial nudity, strong language, strong sexual content, and use of drugs and alcohol. Mafia? No, it really can't. Like, it's that strong sexual content that really, like... Puts it into that next level where I really shamed people for letting their kids have it. And I just need to channel that yeah. disappointment. Yeah. What's the thing that you told the... You know this is sexual, right? Yeah. Uh, this is rated M for Mature. Blood and gore. Intense violence. Strong language. Strong, uh, strong sexual strong themes. Strong sexual content. Not just themes. Content. Oh. Dark Souls 2. Oh, well, there's strong sexual content in oh. Dark Souls 2? Yeah, lots of it. Oh, okay, I don't know. Lots of sexy demons. So many sexy <laughs> demons. Uh, Road to Retribution. Wow, that's a weird pull. Yeah, yeah I've seriously. never heard of that game. It was that awful motorcycle game that, like, was terrible and unfinished. Is this Lollipop Chainsaw? It's not Lollipop Chainsaw. Alright, we're moving Is on this... to the description. No, 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 I want one more. One more. We're waiting. I know, I'm thinking of it. Oh, no, you had one. Come on. Moving on. No, 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 no. All right. In this third-person shooter, players assume the role of a bodyguard. Third-person shooter bodyguard. As the noir-style story unfolds, players use machine guns, sniper rifles, shotguns, and explosives. Max Payne 3. Max Payne 3. Oh, yeah. Yep, retired from being a cop, became a bodyguard. Frenetic screaming and realistic gunfire occur throughout. Characters emit large blood splatter effects when hit. Some explosions in gameplay result in dismembered limbs. Some other things. During the course of the game, you can visit a strip club that depicts topless pole dancers and fleeting sexual activity can be observed in the background. Shaky baby. Yeah, terrible language, all kinds of stuff. That one's a really long description, that's, that's so I'm Duke. not going to read the whole game. thing. <laughs> Channeling my inner Duke. All right, um, one point to Joe. Yeah, that game was awful. Do you really? Yeah, I liked it. That game had one of, like, I, I can usually suspend my disbelief for a lot of things, but that game I, was a, like, get up, turn off moment for me. when <laughs> you're chasing after someone, or, like, I may be forgetting some of the context, but if I remember correctly, you're chasing after someone, um, and he gets he's going to get away because you don't have a gun but like 
during the cutscene. It kept like dead bodies from your game in it. So you're literally running, running over piles of guns. Of guns. <laughs> and you're, I was just like, fuck this. Like, <laughs> this game took like eight years to make and you can't even, like, no, one person was like, ah, uh, he's running past guns during their fucking testing. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. All right, ready for the second game. Joe, you have one point. Yeah. 2015, M for Mature, Xbox One, Xbox 360, Windows, PS4, Mac OS, and Linux. Alright, so it's Xbox the Sims? One and Xbox No, it's not M. What year was it? 2015. So we're Final in Fantasy 2019. XIV. World of Warcraft or one of its many expansions. No, no. It's M for Mature. That's T for T. Yeah. It's the Xbox One and Xbox 360 is the one. It's the Mac how, like how many? that makes it confusing. True, but like how many like how games at that time... <laughs> How many games at that time had, they were still making, like, the Xbox 360 version and the Xbox right. One version at the same time? Any it was always stuff like, it wasn't Assassin's Creed because they just made it an Assassin's Creed 360 one. And Is this like one days. Call of Duty? No. Half-Life Orange Box? No. That was way earlier. Will they ever be Call of Duty? Maybe. You have to get the right Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah you, have, you just yeah, can't you say, say Call, Call of Duty. Duty. You have to say Call of Duty, Modern yeah. Warfare 2. It's not a Call of Duty. Well, then I'm never, ever going to suggest Call of Duty then, because if it's right, someone will steal it and then give the right answer. Mm. All right, content descriptors. Blood and gore. Intense violence. Strong language. Intense violence. Strong language. No nudity. Nope. No sexual content. Nope. It was on Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Dante's Inferno. No. No, that was that had tons of nudies and booties. <laughs> nudies and booties. Also, did they have a 360 version? Or a, yeah, uh, wasn't that yeah. 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 There was just a giant booby demon in that game. I think you're right. I think there was a demon that was actually just a boob, but like one giant boob. <laughs> yeah. That game sucked. <laughs> Good book, though. Um, all right. Moving uh, on. Yeah. In this timed exclusive action adventure game. Timed exclusive. Uh, from a third-person perspective, uh, players use pistols, shotguns, knives, and explosives to battle various enemies. Is this Left 4 Dead? So timed exclusive meaning it came out on one system before coming out on the others. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so a it, big giveaway if you remember twenty fifteen originally, and then an Xbox three or an Xbox One version. Is this uh, the Tomb Raider no. game? Rise of the Tomb Raider? It is Rise of the Tomb yeah. Raider. Yeah! Nice! <laughs> nice, John. Uh, yeah, players use Hell. stealth kills, uh, stabbing enemies in the neck, cutting enemies' throats, strangling to dispatch unsuspecting soldiers. Battles can be frenetic with realistic gunfire, cries of pain, explosions, large splashes of blood. Uh, some sequences show you getting shot, beaten, or dramatically impaled by sword spikes and traps. And one area depicts a horde of corpses burned and disfigured by a fire, severed limbs and heads occasionally. On the ground, and the words fuck shit can be heard in the dialogue. Rise of the Tomb Raider, one point to John. So, John has one point. Joe has one point. Yeah. yeah. We are moving on to game fuck number you. three. 2012, M4 Mature, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360. Only Again, return to the era of 2012, where oh so many things were M4 Mature. Yeah. Mm, so, it's not PC, so it's only a console game. M4 mm. Mature. 2012, so mm -hmm. I was... I'm having a really hard time, like, isolating everything that came out in 2012. And I'm just trying to think of, like, where, where it was and all when it worked. Melts together. Yeah. I still just want to yell the same shit that we yelled at you before. Imagine babies. 
Well, like Infamous and like. No, that would have been T for Teen. Oh, that's right. Also, only PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's what so I was, was thinking, like no but then I. Content, so like, but a, there was an a tame M. There M- was like an equivalent. Oh, we at haven't that gotten time. to that part yet. We're still just at M for mature PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. I didn't redo the content descriptors yet, so you don't know what's you in did? it. Oh, Is I it did. Yeah. Prototype Two? But I'm about to. There we know. go. Yeah, that was the. Yep. Okay. Content uh-huh. descriptors: partial nudity, sexual themes, and violence. So there goes your tame theory. That's a lot of movies. I could have sworn he, uh, I guess I wasn't paying attention. Dead or Alive 4. Bully? No. Bully? Was Bully mature? Is it Dead or Alive 3? Oh, no, actually, I think no. it was Teen. I think the point was there was is one it, a teen-rated grant. Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball? No. Is it a Dead or Alive? Yes. <gasps> Shit. I gotta say, it's Dead or Alive 5. 5. Oh, fuck. You went in the opposite direction. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice one, John. Yeah. Dead or Alive Is that a three-pointer? No, that's John, a two-pointer. Uh, yeah, so this game in which players engage in martial arts battles against a large cast of characters, players mostly punch and kick opponents during fast-paced combat. Some characters use special attacks, swords, uh, all kinds of things, and then obviously the cleavage and underwear. You, in photo mode, players can zoom in on fighters' cleavage or underwear as they pose for the camera. Yeah, yeah, that, uh... Oh, I mean, I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time trying to look up Princess Peach's <laughs> skirt in the Smash Bros. Only one of them doesn't work. There's, like, one exception to that weird rule. Oh, that you can't actually look I up her skirt? Like Did you all Is it this? Birdo? Uh, Did you all try and no, look up her skirt? Smash Bros. Were you hoping she Paulina's wasn't wearing undies? Paulina? You know there's bloomers under there. Oh, it's Paulina? The, Paulatina? Yeah, yeah, it's the one of the most underwear. Girls. Uh, or like rando, like I don't know game. Paul, 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 I guess it makes it sense. Kate or, Kate or sure, whatever. It's one of those. The Fire Emblem makes sense though. Yeah, yeah. All right, so John, you've now taken a big lead going into game number yeah. four. Taking your three to one. Ground. John is winning. Still anybody's game though. Still have two games left. Two thousand and four. What? What? Hold on! Hold on! I was only fourteen. This isn't fair. <laughs> two thousand and four. T for teen. Windows, Mac OS. The Sims. Only on computer. Uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah, World of Warcraft. (laughs) (laughs) Well, John wins. (laughs) World of Warcraft. Yes. Uh, Content descriptions were blood and gore, accrued humor, mild language, suggestive themes, use of alcohol, and violence. Uh, not gonna read through all this. You, you can say the words. <laughs> that's, that's they the words ass, bastard, yeah. bitch is even in there. So definitely a T for teen game. Um, all right, ready for the last game. Still yes. no, no. I think John has taken. John wins. Anyway. Yeah, John wins because yeah, he has so. six. Yeah. But we're still gonna play the last one anyway, and I want to see if anybody can get the link. Two thousand eight. T for teen. PS three. Xbox three sixty. Windows. Mac OS. 2000 what? Eight. Eight? Mm-hmm. And just Windows, Mac OS? No. I'll... PS3, Xbox 360, oh. Windows, and Mac OS. Hmm. 2008. You said there was a link. Between yeah, these. so you might... This Is could it be helpful if you know the link Assassin's already. Creed. It's not Assassin's Creed. How is that linked to World of Warcraft? How is Max Payne linked to World of Warcraft? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're all linked together, you mean? Like, everything yeah. has a theme? Mm-hmm. Hmm. 2008. Content descriptors, alcohol reference, mild language, mild suggestive themes, and violence. 2008? Mm-hmm. So it's pre-Xbox One at PS4 era. By a lot. Yeah. yeah. Only a little bit into the like 360 PS3 era. Read off again. Uh, alcohol reference, mild language, mild suggestive themes, and violence. A Bard's Tale. No. 
<laughs> All right. An action-adventure game in which players assume the role of the main character as he navigates through an open-world environment to battle evil forces of a god. Devil May Cry? Right? Hmm. Nope. No, because it wasn't on no. the Xbox. Oh, yeah. I forgot what system we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. Players mostly use swords and magic to battle a series of formerly human creatures in hand-to-hand combat. Uh, Asura's Wrath? No. Hmm. Near? Breakdown? No, no. it's just Xbox. Dante's Inferno. No. Various gauntlet and acrobatic maneuvers can be combined to form strings of different attacks. Bionic Commando. No. Gauntlet. As players get knocked down and thrown around, but never die during battle. What the hell is this? Gauntlet. I mean, Devil May Cry 2? Devil May Cry 3? I'm going to be so Devil mad when I say what this is. They never die, is what he said. Yeah. They never die. Story elements are told through cutscenes that contain mild profanity, uh, such as ass, references to alcohol products such as wine, and mild suggestive dialogue like, I'll go first, but hey, no staring at my ass, and I felt you looking, and nice carving, I prefer a nice nymph or succubus myself. Is this Eat Lead? No. Is this Witcher? No. Bayonetta? Nope. Eat, eat lead. That's a good callback. Eat, eat lead would be a great one because yeah. it has all of that. In yeah, it. yeah, no, no, that was a good one. Yeah, the the, the enemies don't die thing is a thing that's thrown me off. Well, they didn't die in eat lead either yeah. because they they were part of a video game. Skylanders, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is a gotcha mobile game now. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So which I heard it, and I heard it's actually very good. Mm. Interesting. All right, any last guesses? Imagine babies. <laughs> it doesn't work anymore. Close, but no. <laughs> is it a Lego game? No. No. How often do Lego characters ask you not to stare at their ass? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> fair, fair. Only, gets only when no one's around. <laughs> Alright, this is the... Well, you got one more? I'll no. give you... Alright. No. This is the reboot of Prince of Persia. Of course it is! Prince of Persia reboot from 2008. Um, now, do you guys want me to read the games off again to see if anybody can get the link? Is it reboots or, like, reinventions of franchises? They're nope. all, all obscure games that had Nolan North. <laughs> no. Wait, no. don't all video games have Nolan North? Yeah. All right, Max Payne 3. They're all movie adaptations. Yes. What? Yeah. Yeah, all of these franchises have movie adaptations. We were talking oh, about oh. the Sonic movie. They got the games cast oh, this week. Did you not have enough points? I was like, Max Payne was an adaptation of a movie. Sorry, I just wanted to, you know, take yeah, your crown and then throw it out the way. John was fired today. There was no stopping him. Alright, so it was Prince of Persia, Max Payne, there was a really, there was a really <laughs> crappy Dead or Alive movie with yep. the... Yeah, there super was. Yeah, I forget what was her name. Uh, I can't think of what her name was. But there was like one like semi-famous actress from like the mm-hmm. 80s, early 2000s yeah. that was in it. Um, but alright, thanks again for playing, you guys. That will do it for uh, this version of the ESR Beatdown. Sorry, Carrie, you did lose your title. But congratulations to John, uh, who walked away with seven points. Jeez. Really crushed it. I like uh, how we're all golf clapping. <laughs> we can't, like, majorly clap in no. the microphone. It wouldn't sound right. Um, but thank you, everybody, for listening, playing along at home. Congratulations to John. Uh, but remember that you can find the Games Cast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pod. So let us know how you did in the game. Uh, let us know about what you thought of Sonic's design. I know we talked about that. I don't remember what else we talked about yesterday, even though I just listened to the video episode. <laughs> I edited it like a half an hour ago. Uh, but once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, my name is Adam. I'm Joe. I'm Johnny. 
I'm Tyler. And you saying s- goodbye is Carrie. You said you would say my name from now on. I, you just, I, did. You just, you just did. did. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't point to you. Wait, wait. I pointed to Tyler and then went, I'm going to say, have can to say you, Carrie's Can you goodbye. cut all this out and nope. just do it again? It's no, it's here now. It's and that's just how it's going to be. It's on tape. Uh, that's how we record You know what the worst part about being on Spotify is? Anyone can find you now. Yeah, no, that's the great thing about Spotify. That's the point. This is my hidey hole. This is my away from civilization. You can't hide on the internet. Yeah. You should stop finding hidey holes that involve microphones and broadcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and tape. Uh, and thanks so much for listening. Bye.